Starfield gameplay has leaked, and even though the video was quickly taken down, it's circulating in other places, I was actually able to watch the full 40-minute video before it was taken down. In addition to that, they are actually showing a 20-minute sort of teaser about the beginning of the game to the folks who are in attendance at Gamescom. I wanted to give my own reaction and thoughts on what we saw in the leaked footage of Starfield gameplay. Also, I want to reference the other reactions that I'm seeing out there and consider what some of the press are saying about the gameplay they are seeing at Gamescom. I think there is good and there is bad here, and as I've said many times before, players should be very careful about overhyping this game. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning so you don't have to go looking for it. It's a longer video because this is a live stream. Once I'm done with my opening monologue, I discuss it with the live audience. If you don't want to miss this kind of content, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell button, so that way you don't miss these live shows. So Starfield gameplay footage is in the wild thanks to somebody who got their hands on a collector's edition early. Even though the video quality wasn't the greatest, I watched the entire 40-minute video before it was taken down. This will be sort of my reaction to it, the good and the bad. I will not be giving you any spoilers. There's not that much significant that happens in the beginning anyway, but I will not be going into any details about those things. Xbox is also using their theater at Gamescom to show the press a 20 20-minute video teasing how the game opens. If you read any of those rundowns or breakdowns, that's essentially what the 40-minute video contained. It was somebody who had gotten their collector's edition early, and they had just played through the opening stages of the game, so you got to see character creator, first mission, and all of that. So I wanted to give my own reaction to what I saw. I did get to watch the entire video, but I also want to look at what others are saying. First, I want to talk about the good that I saw. I actually feel like I saw more good than bad. Now you have to take this lightly. It was a cell phone video. We were looking at somebody who had basically put their look like their cell phone was like between their legs and it was also vertical. So <laughs> we have to take some of this with a grain of salt, but I do feel like I saw more good things than bad. What really matters obviously is once I have the game in my hands and am playing it for myself. The second thing I want to discuss is the bad in what I saw. Yes, it has been a consistent theme with my coverage. I'm not completely sold on Starfield being a top-shelf next-gen game, and I choose those words very carefully. I think it can and likely will be a fantastic RPG with massive potential, but this is not going to be a next-gen tour de force. Given the creative decisions made by Todd Howard and the team at Bethesda, and I think you can already see that in the footage that has leaked. Lastly, I do want to talk about some of the other responses that we are seeing some are negative some are very negative but we also have responses from those who are seeing the 20 minute teaser at gamescom but the leak footage i do think is worth discussing so first let's just talk about the good obviously the most important thing is the title screen i'm just kidding all joking aside i actually thought the title screen was nice uh, i think it's even better with the music i think the original score of starfield shows a lot of promise the piano solo at Gamescom was pretty dope. I'm a little biased. I like piano. I love piano music. And I thought it was really, really cool. I think a game's soundtrack can really help it. I remember very distinct moments in Dark Souls 3 and Elden Ring due to the very, very good music. 
But one of the first good things I did notice was the player movement, especially when in third person. Now, I noticed this during the Starfield Direct as well. Now, this will tie into some of the negative things that I saw, but overall, I do feel that movement looks fluid, it looks fast and fun. The speed with which you can get above or behind enemies looks very satisfying, but that will tie into enemy AI, which I will be talking about in the bad section. Now, this one is harder to say if it's good or not because it was recorded on a phone, okay? This was somebody on there, literally a vertical video phone. It couldn't get more boomer than that, right? (laughs) But the graphics, I thought looked about as good as I expected Starfield to look. I think we've gotten an accurate representation of the game's graphics from all of the gameplay revealed from the Starfield Direct and any other videos that they have put out. I don't think the graphics are necessarily going to blow your mind. I think they're just looking good. I think they're looking in the vein of what we should have expected from this game given all of the marketing and the massive amount of footage we have from this game already. I do not expect this game to blow back any of the next-gen graphical breakdowns or benchmarks. Nobody's going to be breaking this game down and talking about just how incredible the graphics are. I think you're going to get responses that are primarily going to focus on the fact that the graphics are good, they look nice. I actually think that was Todd Howard's goal. There is a tone to the art style that I think that they nailed. I think that's vitally important going forward for open world or bigger games. Art style is how your game style stands apart. I don't need every game to be hyper photorealistic. Elden Ring is another great example of a beautiful game with an amazing art style and great art direction, but nobody argued that Elden Ring is some strong next-gen showcase. I feel Starfield can land in a similar place, at least for me. That it looks good, it's got good art direction, but it's not going to be some top-shelf next-gen game that we reference from this generation and say, well, that was one of the best-looking next-gen games available. It's not setting out to be that. You can see that even in some of the graphical downgrades in the character creator from the first time they debuted the game to the direct and that's okay. Okay, I don't think this is that big of a deal. They did not set out to make a game that is pushing the next gen envelope. That was not Todd Howard or Bethesda's goal. I think you get that very clearly when you listen to the Lex Friedman interview and you even look at how they set up the game. Now, as far as other good things that I saw, I know I'm going to get pushback on this. This has been something I've debated regularly, but I believe that the NPCs look great for the game that we will be playing. I'm going to continue to say that within the genre that Starfield is landing, with the number of PCs and dialogue lines, their NPCs should be ranked as some of the best. You have to look at this game within its context. I see so many people bashing the NPCs. I've consistently defended the NPCs in Starfield. From moment one, I have, even when they looked a little bit more glassy-eyed. I think they do look a little bit better now with their eyes, even if their skin texture has has been toned down a little bit with respect to fidelity and lighting. I think that they look, they move, and they emote in ways that are quite good for a game of this size 
and scope. If you try to find a game with this much dialogue in it, this many NPC interactions, the millions upon potentially billions of potentially permutations of outcomes and dialogue trees that you're going to comb through in this game is honestly staggering if you look at it in comparison to other games in this genre. And the fact that the NPCs look as good as they do, I think is a testament to the fact that they've really brought the creation engine forward. I think that that is worthy of note. There have been comparisons to Horizon Forbidden West. This is a huge mistake. This is a false equivalency. A game of this size has to lean heavily on automation due to the insane number of dialogue exchanges. And within this genre, I think the NPCs in Starfield look great. Go back to Fallout 4 just to see how far they've come with making characters look quite real and, I think, quite good. We cannot expect every game to hit the same level of character and NPC realism. I will actually point to Final Fantasy 16 and any big Sony fan who wants to dog on Starfield's NPCs. I have 12 hours in Final Fantasy 16 and the non-cinematic NPC engagements are very wooden they're very stiff similar to what we see in Starfield why is that happening well it's called automation they're having to lean on automation for those engagements they didn't fully render and fully animate and mocap for every NPC engagement in Final Fantasy 16 and that's fine the cinematic moments are stellar in that game but any of the big sony fans that are going to knock the npcs in starfield you better be careful because there's an awful lot of npc engagements in final fantasy 16 that i would not say are any better and again that's totally fine you have to look at those npc exchanges and games within their context now the next thing that i will note that i thought looked quite good is the shooting now i can't tell if the player in the video that he leaked and recorded i can't tell if he was just extremely bad or if there's just literally no aim assist but the aiming was very rough in the leaked footage again it could be the player it kind of felt like watching somebody who says you know i don't really play video games and they he's like tapping the joystick i've never seen anybody aim this way he's like tapping it instead of just like moving smoothly it was very very bizarre there didn't seem to be much aim assist i was having that issue in immortals of avium virtually no aim assist like the teeniest bit of aim assist and bullet magnetism makes a huge difference on a controller because you don't have the precision aiming of a mouse right overall though i thought the guns the recoil and the handling looked good it did not look bad and this was something that i actually noticed from the first time they showed starfield to the direct i thought man the gunplay looks quite a bit better you can tell they really drilled down on it because some of the most negative feedback from their first showing of starfield was man that gunplay just doesn't look very good it kind of reminded a lot of us of fallout 4 fallout 4 is not really known for its gunplay right the next thing we do need to talk about is loading screens can coincidentally we've got the ship on display here so many compartments and so many things that you can do and I don't necessarily think this is another reason we cannot celebrate Starfield as this massive leap in next-gen gaming because, yes, it has loading screens and we got to see one in the leaked footage. The ladder that takes you into your ship is a loading screen. Now, this was somewhat exaggerated on Twitter. What a shocker. People hating on Starfield exaggerated this and said, oh, there's going to be loading screens for all of the ladders. That's not true and you know it, okay? That's a bad faith take. We know that that loading screen for the ladder is because you're literally going into the ship. 
And the ship is quite elaborate. There's different places to have people working for you. You can fully customize it and make it any size and shape you want within reason. And that is obviously going to be something that the game has to sort of load you into. They can't have all of that stuff just there permanently loaded and ready for you, you know, immediately. The good news is, is that it's like instant, okay? I went back and I watched it. It's three seconds, I counted, from the time that the screen goes dark on the ladder and then you're in the ship, it's literally three seconds, which I think is a huge testimony in just how far games have come. Imagine playing a game like this seven years ago. That wouldn't happen. You would literally go to a screen with a little tool tip and a little spinner in the corner and you just sit there and wait for who knows how long. Go back and play Horizon Zero Dawn and look at the loading screens in that game, right? The loading screens just, you know, five or seven years ago were pretty bad. So it took, you know, a whopping three seconds to load into the ship. There's also a very short video that plays for takeoff when the ship actually leaves to go into orbit. It was roughly the same length, so I don't think that's a big deal either. I know there was a lot of people taking issue with the fact that, like, you're not going to literally fly to and from the planets like in No Man's Sky, which I found that entire narrative to be hilarious. At first it was, this is just a No Man's Sky copy, but then when it doesn't do things that No Man's Sky does, that's somehow a problem. Well, this isn't setting out to be No Man's Sky. This is more of an RPG. You don't, you don't, you know, drop in and land and take off in planets in Mass Effect. Imagine a brand new crazy awesome Mass Effect comes out. Are you going to take issue with that? You take umbrage with the fact that you can't like land on a planet and take off? That's not a deal breaker at all. And I thought the ship, the cockpit layout, I thought all of it felt great. It was really, I thought, very cool. The flying combat, I thought, looked enjoyable, even though there wasn't much of it. But the lead-up, I think, to the flying and the combat looks fantastic. And it does look like the more you invest in your ship, the more unique that experience will be. It's very much a, I have a spaceship. That element within the RPG, I think, is going to be one of the best aspects of Starfield. Now, last but certainly not least, the character creation really does look exciting for RPG players. Lots of customization, lots of depth, replayability, all of that is just built in the game from moment one. RPG fans will likely waste much of their first play session just in the character creation process, okay? So that is all of the good, okay? That's going to get ignored by the people that don't like me, right? That say I hate on Starfield. I do need to talk about the bad, okay? There is way more good than bad. I just listed a bunch of things that I truly find as a player that's been interested in Starfield. I found those things to be encouraging from the leaked footage, okay? I know that nuance doesn't exist in the small minds of those who console war on Twitter. Nuance is impossible for them, right? Their reality is you either love something or you hate something. As much as I'm looking forward to this game, I think there's elements of the footage that looked bad, and I am going to be critical about that. So let's just talk about the shooting. I did say shooting looked good, but there were elements of the shooting that looked really bad, okay? Given how central guns are to this game, I've been continually worried that this is going to have that sort of familiar Bethesda feel to it, especially coming out of Fallout 4. So while it was vastly improved from the first showing, and it does look far better than Fallout 4, the shooting still looked rough. And again, 
that could have been the player. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he's not really a gamer. It was just extremely interesting behavior with a controller, and the game didn't seem to make it any better. Remember, I'm going to reference the IGN Redfall footage a couple of times in one other spot in this video because a really bad player in the IGN Redfall footage exposed bad things about Redfall and nobody looked closely enough to see those things. So this guy with his leaked footage moving kind of awkwardly and aiming kind of awkwardly I think could be exposing some of the rough edges of the shooting. It remains to be seen. We'll wait for the game to come out. But that was one of the things I saw that looked a little rough. Now, the next thing I want to talk about that was bad, and yes, I am going to talk about this, the 30 FPS. I don't see anything in this game that warrants a 30 FPS cap graphically. I have played plenty of the next-gen games this generation. Now, somebody's going to run to my commentary about NPCs and say, but, but, you have to look at a game in context. This game has to be capped because of all the deep systems and the you know, perpetual sandwiches. Listen, I think that's fair pushback that the size and the scope of this game and what it's trying to do is making 30 FPS a necessity. But generally speaking, most folks aren't going to accept that as an excuse. They're going to look at the game and its graphics and they're going to say, I've played better looking games on another system. I've played better looking games on my PC. Why is this thing capped at 30 FPS? Heck, you could even argue you've played better looking games on your Xbox Series X that has no problem with 60 FPS. Let's just think about the general consumer and their perception of this. They're going to look at this and say, I don't see anything that warrants this cap, okay? I don't agree also with the pushback that like, well, it's going to be a more cinematic experience. I watched the guy play. It wasn't that cinematic. He was darting around, jumping around. It was very quick, and it just looked a little bit rough because, again, 30 FPS is just not something many of us thought we were going to be experiencing this generation anymore, okay? Now, John Linneman at Digital Foundry, he even argued that playing Final Fantasy 16 at quality mode was better because of how cinematic that game is. Look, Final Fantasy 16 is actually very cinematic, but I do not agree with him. I don't think that's a strong enough reason for me to go back in time and experience something that, in my opinion, it's a stuttering mess when it's at 60, okay? that That's a huge mark against Final Fantasy 16 in its performance mode. I can't stand being in a town. I can't stand exploring. I love the combat and the story. That's what's keeping me going. If the combat and the story were weak in that game, I would have put it down because, in my mind, that really hurts the experience. So I'm being consistent here. I, I take full marks against Final Fantasy 16 and how it marketed itself, and then performance mode. I, I don't get I don't get 60 consistently because they turn off dynamic resolution when you're not in combat. So, if I'm going to say that, I have to be consistent. That's a huge mark against Starfield entire experience on console. This is not me being hateful. This is a preference that's formed the last four to five years for many of us that have been gaming at 60 FPS, and that's just a very very difficult adjustment to go backwards. Imagine. Like, go watch the Snyder Cut, okay? Go watch Star Trek The Next Generation. Going back to 4.3 ratios jarring. It doesn't mean it's objectively bad. You're just used to a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. So when you go to movies or old shows and the black bars are on the side and the show or the movie is a square, it's a little jarring. It's an adjustment. I almost didn't watch the Snyder Cut because I just found it to be massively distracting, okay? 
Now, tied to FPS, okay, the other thing that's sort of working in tandem here that I found concerning is the FOV, the field of view, was seemingly low. It was seemingly shallow. Now, this was a problem in Redfall as well. It makes, basically, the gun ends up taking up a bunch of screen capital, and it's massive, all right? And I think that's pretty rough in a game like this. Now, the jury is sort of officially out on this. Until we get some console breakdowns, this guy recorded it with his phone. So from what I could tell, it did look like the FOV was was low, though it was shallow. When he got out the mining tool, it was like, oh my gosh, it really looks like if you're if you're accustomed to higher FOV, like, you know, 100, and you're playing a game around 80, it's almost like it's zoomed in and it's rough. And I felt that when I was watching the leaked footage. Of Starfield. We've all played enough first person shooter games to know what zoomed in FOV looks like, okay? So, those are the two big things I noticed, alright? The other bad thing that's not all bad was loading screens, right? I want to praise Bethesda for making them virtually non-existent, but walking into the ship and not being able to actually, like, climb into the ship or walk up some stairs, I think that's a little jarring. It's It's a little immersion breaking. I don't think this is a deal breaker. I believe once you get into the content loop, you're not really gonna care, but you can play a game like Jedi Fallen Order and just walk into the ship. I I understand we're talking about completely different games and again, I'm going to defend the loading screen for the ship while also being kind of bummed out about it. It's like, yeah, I get it. There's so many systems and potential different things inside the ship that it can't be permanently always there. Your ship and my ship are going to be totally different. We're going to have different crew members. We're going to have different systems and and stations and different shape. So I get it, but I do think it's a bit of an immersion breaker. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is enemy AI. Now, yes, this was an early area that the player was playing in, but it felt very reminiscent of the gameplay we saw from Redfall, where the AI was completely checked out, and then there were like random moments of sudden high bullet accuracy happening okay now some of that could have been due to the fact that he was playing kind of weird and awkward he was new to the game he was kind of goofing around and testing things out so i'm not bashing him but he was playing a little strange much like the redfall ign gameplay a bad player i think can expose bad systems so i do have some concerns about the ai it looked a little brain dead even in early missions it's okay to have the ai actually functioning well and these guys seem to be a bit lost now obviously that concern could go away with time the more you play the game the better the ai gets so we'll, you know we'll obviously have to wait and see so that's it that's it for the bad like i said there's less bad than good obviously the concern would be that fps being at 30 on console the shooting and the enemy ai that could be very endemic to the experience these are things that are basically baked into every moment that you spend in the game but the good news is all the people who think 30 fps is no big deal they will likely focus on all of the good things that i pointed out and probably have a great time now let's consider some of the other responses that we have seen First, there have been some pretty negative responses to this leaked footage. I had somebody already this morning that was assuming I was going to be bashing the game today, and I was like, I actually saw a lot of good stuff. I've been looking forward to this game for a while. While I have concerns about a couple of the things I saw, it's like I thought it looked pretty good. But right on time, there were big-time Sony fans that were bashing this footage. Some are even posting screenshots, canceling their pre-orders. And listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't think this footage you know, that we saw from the leaked footage... 
I don't think we're looking at a game of a generation that folks were hyping up and talking about. I really don't. I think people overhyped it, and I think that's going to work against your enjoyment, and that's why I continue to tell people this game's being held to unfair standards. This game's being held up way too high. It's going to undergo way too much scrutiny, okay? At the end of it all, it's just a Bethesda game. That's not good or bad. It simply means that no game can live up to the hype that we have seen for Starfield. I've consistently said the standards and the scrutiny that this game's being held to will not be, I don't think, fair. I think it's a lot of people are setting themselves up for disappointment. So, listen, if people saw the footage, the leaked footage, and they legitimately felt enough disappointment to cancel their pre-order, listen, that's your choice. I don't know if that's posturing. I don't know if that's fanboying. But that was something that I saw. Now, we're also seeing reactions to the footage at Gamescom. And it's mixed. Some are crazy high praise and some are a little bit more lukewarm. Eurogamer had the following to say. Starfield looks very much like a Bethesda game. The environments are incredibly detailed, especially the interior of the player's ship, while human characters are a little stiff and bland. There are dialogue options, a vast inventory, and some basic shooting. So you can tell Eurogamer's a little lukewarm there. They're not coming out of their skin. They see sort of what I saw, like the shooting is kind of like basic. You know, again, you're seeing the early stages. Maybe guns get better the more you invest in them. Maybe that's part of the power fantasy. I, I, I accept that. There's a lot of gun crafting in this, and there's a lot of perks associated with your guns. So maybe that's on purpose. Maybe that's by design. But it sounds like Eurogamer is feeling a little bit like some other people, taking issue with maybe the NPCs and the shooting. So they're a little bit more in the middle of the road. IGN referencing other games, saying that if there's one thing Bethesda is known for, it's those step out moments, that first foray out into the unknown. Whether it's the opening of a long sealed vault or a soaring Skyrim dragon welcoming you to a whole new world of danger and wonder. Starfield is no different, wasting no time in introducing you to the vast beauty of the world with gr- to great effect. So, they are again seem to be echoing some of the stuff that I've been saying. It's a Bethesda game. It's going to feel like a Bethesda game. You're going to have some of those token moments. That's not good or bad. That's going to be good or bad determining, you know, by the player and what they're looking forward to and what their history with Bethesda games are. Now, Games Radar had very high praise for the footage shown at Gamescom. They said that Bethesda showed off an abridged version of Starfield's opening stretch on the Gamescom show floor, and it blew me away. So if you want to go read the full breakdown from Games Radar, they'll probably tell you why it blew them away. Now, needless to see, say, if you read those three reactions, you got Eurogamer, you got IGN, you got Games Radar, the responses are mixed. We have, you know, yep, it's another good Bethesda game. We have, you know, it blew me away. And then we have people saying, the leaked footage is so bad, I'm canceling my pre-order. So, <laughs> listen, at the end of the day, Players are going to have to decide for themselves. But from where I sit and from what I've seen, the game looks to deliver on what I was expecting from it. A good space RPG from Bethesda. Nothing more and nothing less. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. Listen, there is a lot of eyes on Starfield. Now probably more than ever. Outlets and YouTubers are playing it privately for previews and reviews. Live action trailers are releasing with cool Elton John covers. Folks are leaking footage with their cell phones. Listen, as long as I've covered this game and as much as I've looked forward to it, I'm actually glad to see more good than bad in the footage and the responses coming out. Obviously, that's just my opinion based on on the little that we have, but listen, the bad may outweigh the good. If it's just too harmful to the gameplay, if it's too disruptive, okay? FPS, 
FOV, and poor AI can be a consistent immersion breaker. Especially if the FPS doesn't stay at 30, especially if the FOV can't be adjusted, if it does feel sort of zoomed in and stuttery and dizzying. I, again, am going to be playing this on PC to try to avoid those things. Because, listen, what I saw, if I can play that on a PC and get 60 FPS and be able to bump the FOV... I saw nothing but good. It's really hard to take issue with any of those things if I'm not experiencing them. Now, that obviously is a continued erosion of the Xbox ecosystem and identity for me as a consumer. It's like I'm avoiding your console because I want to experience the game and not have those problems. That's a continued and ongoing discussion for what that ecosystem and console looks like. But Starfield, as far as I can tell, is offering the things that I was looking for from the very beginning, especially when you're looking at RPGs and immersion is very important to the story. I think that's vital. I do think some people are going to struggle with immersion on console because of the things that I've outlined. Now, the second thing I want to say is the mixed responses to the leaked gameplay, as well as the 20 minute Gamescom teaser. I just think that mixed response is to be expected. A game of this status and this level of ambition is likely to wow some while making others sort of shrug their shoulders. This is why from the beginning I've said I don't doubt Bethesda's ability to make a great RPG. Performance will be the major hinge that this game turns on and that still has yet to be determined. 30 FPS on a next-gen console is a really tough sell. That's a tough pill to swallow after all the bluster about native 4K and up to 120 FPS. Okay, we're well below that in Starfield. But an even harder thing to sell, an even harder pill to swallow is if it struggles and has an issue with consistent performance on PC. So my conclusion is this. No matter how you shake it, Starfield will be talked about for years to come. Right now, it's a lot of speculation, anticipation, and sadly, argumentation. Whether or not you like the game, or if I like the game, that has yet to play out. But as the conversation and the ongoing dialogue about this game continue into the future, let's just hope the future is as bright as that shiny and pesky start screen. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. We appreciate you so, so much. Thank you guys so much for the support. Huge, huge, massive turnout today. Over 1,100 people here. There are There's a 20-minute video happening at Gamescom, and the press is reacting to it. There was, uh, there was 40 minutes of leaked footage uh, that hit the airwaves, and I got to watch it before it was taken down. Uh, the, you know, there's a lot happening around this game. And again, I, I saw more good than bad. I know it was just a cell phone video, but I've had my expectations firmly in check for this game from moment one. I never expected this game to deliver what many people have been saying, like, oh, it's going to be a generation-defining game. I've consistently said this could be another Skyrim moment for Bethesda, but that, again, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're talking about a a life-changing game. I think sometimes people set themselves up for disappointment with the way that they anticipate games. I default to steadfast disbelief when rando commenters say I canceled my pre-order picks or it didn't happen. Well, the guy I saw posted picks that he, in fact, did cancel his pre-order. I, I the, the guy I saw, I was like, and again, and again, you know, it's a super pro Sony guy, so he could be, you know, posturing. You're in the minority? Wait, I'm in the minority? People thought the footage looked bad? 
Well, it was a cell phone. I mean, I thought most of what I saw was like, no, that's what I expected the game to be. It didn't. Listen, listen, this is what I'm going to say. The cell phone footage, regardless of quality, because homie put the phone like in his lap, okay? <laughs> regardless of quality, it didn't look that much different than what they've already shown us at the direct. Right? I, tell, answer me that. The people that think it looked bad, did it look any different than the Starfield Direct? I didn't see anything that was different than the Starfield Direct. So, what, you thought it looked good coming out of the Starfield Direct and only now it looks bad? Or has it looked bad all, all along? Like, come on, pick a, pick a position. It didn't look any different than the Starfield Direct. Uh, Victor Mayhem with 28 months in the VIP. Keep up the great coverage, Lono. I'm encouraged by the footage. It was a bad capture by a uh, by a bad player, and it still looked good. I'll play it on my X and on PC since I have cloud save. Thank you so much, Victor. And I had a two dollar uh, super chat from Piers during the show open. Guys, don't forget about the member goal. Every 25, I give five. Don't forget about the like button. That helps the video find more folks. And don't forget. We do sell our own coffee, Reforge Roast. We have Dark Roast available right now, and the Light Roast is in process. I paid for it already. It looks solid at very minimum. What looks bad? That The only thing I noticed that looked bad was shallow FOV. The AI seemed kind of dumb, and obviously the frames per second. Outside of that, I was like, I don't know what everybody's getting upset about. This is exactly what the Starfield Direct looks like. Like, look at the Starfield Direct. Did you, do you see anything here that's out of step with what that guy leaked? I don't see any. He went through this whole character creation process, process and I thought it looked pretty cool. I was like, wow, you can put a lot of work into your character. RPG fans are going are gonna to love that aspect. I, di- I didn't see anything that didn't look like the Direct. I'm watching it now. I'm not seeing anything amazing, just what I expected. As Paris from Kind of Funny said, Starfield cannot be good, it has to be great. Man, listen, y'all, I tried to tell you this weeks ago. People keep calling me a hater, and I said, during my Starfield The Danger of Hype stream, I said, the irony is the people hyping up this game are the ones that are its enemy in disguise. It's like, you're the enemy of this game, not me. Oh, this this entire time that I've been setting expectations at a reasonable level and saying this game has too high of expectations this game has too much scrutiny it's being held to a standard it's never going to reach the people telling you no this game's got to be a 10 this game's got to be great they absolutely have to deliver this game's going to be a generation defining game look they're almost an unintentional enemy of the game because they're taking you somewhere the game's not going to Stop capping. Starfield doesn't look as good as you're making it sound. What do you mean? It looks like a really good space RPG. I've said from the beginning. I don't doubt Bethesda's ability to make a good RPG. I'm not capping. This has been my position for months. For months I have said, I do not doubt Bethesda's ability to make a great RPG. I don't. These are the guys that made Skyrim and Fallout 4. But I've always said performance is going to be the hinge if it can't run well if it's rough around the edges it's just going to feel like a well it's another Bethesda game Ragnarok with a brand new gifted member thanks so much for coming in and kicking things off appreciate it Javier Cota says be careful with him 
Like, I'm not overhyping the game. I've been, it's been claimed that all I do is hate on Starfield. It's like, I've been saying the same thing from the beginning. I think it's going to be another Skyrim moment for Bethesda. I think it's going to be a moment that people turn back on and say, that was the next great RPG from Bethesda. I just have never thought it's going to be some some tectonic next-gen game that people are like, oh my gosh, this and that and the lighting. and duh. From the very beginning, Todd Howard's made it clear that's not their goal. That's not the game he tried to build. Go watch the Lex Friedman interview. He, he told us very early on that the vision for this game, that's actually a really cool... Um, this is a really cool montage because when they first get into the cockpit, what I noticed was just how crazy the controls looked. Look how different the cockpit can look depending on what you do with your your ship. That's actually pretty neat. I didn't, I never noticed that before. I noticed the internals of the ship changing and all the different stations and all the different employees and crew that you can hire. But I never, I, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that the first couple times with the uh, DK Bagger slacking today. Yeah, where's DK Bagger? Um, my only counter argument would be that the direct was two months ago and an older build. I hope for a bit more hard to judge an RPG from an intro though. Well, okay. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. My, my subjective experience of the direct was this looks great. I was like, this looks like a different game. I tweeted that day. I said, if they can nail performance, they could win game of the year during the direct. I told you guys, I muted my mic or turned my, I'm sorry. I didn't mute my mic. I turned the direct down. I said, we could be looking at game of the year. This looks incredibly ambitious. This is way bigger and better than I was expecting. That first showcasing last year was, I thought, rough. It was rough around the edges. Now, obviously, in the wake of the Direct, when the dust settles, there are still performance issues with the game visible in the Starfield Direct. And I've always said, that's my primary concern is can you nail performance? Because in an RPG, that's that's pivotal for immersion. William Lewis with a gifted member and pushes the line to two. Every 25, I give five. And you guys are well on your way to the st- stretch goal. Someone says that you're hyping the game? Who said that? How am I hyping the game? What have I said this morning that's hyping the game? I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. I think the game shows lots of promise and I think what I saw from the from the actual leaked footage I saw more good than bad. I was like, yeah, that looks good. Patrick Q with a gifted member. He bumps the line to 3. It's a single gifted member trainer by hop on. Let's let we should always try to get to 25 without any bombs, just big singles. You guys should race the big boys. Race them with singles and see if you can hit 25 before they help. We're at 41 92. So we're basically right at the heels of 4,200. You guys are about 300 members away from the stretch goal of 4,500. Skyrim was overrated. I don't agree. I think people use overrated for really popular things that they just happen to not like. I thought Skyrim was great. The dude is trying to not crap on the game. What do you mean he's overhyping it? It's not even that I'm trying to not crap on it. I pointed out things that I thought were bad in the footage. I thought the shallow FOV. I thought the frames per second. And I thought the AI. I was like, here we go again. Here we go again. Game does you know, game looks rough. Doc, are you wild? And wait, is Doc here? Hang on, hang on. What's Doc saying? What's my man? Lono, this game is so good that the Series S problems are no longer a problem. Oh my gosh. Doc, don't drink in the morning. Gee, money. What, what are you doing, bro? You don't, come on, man. 
You're not supposed to be drinking in the morning. You're supposed to do that late at night when you're not in live chats talking, right? Do that after you record your videos. <laughs> you know I love you, bro, but what are you saying, dude? What are you saying? Have you seen this game run on the S yet? It could expose the S as a problem. You don't know? William and Lewis with a $5 Super Chat tip. A lot of people seem to be simply talking about a game and they consider it being hyping it. Maxwell with six months says Bethesda games using an ancient engine looks so much like an old Bethesda game. Four out of ten. Thank you so much. Doc says the only thing wrong with this game are 30 FPS the NPCs. No, I will fight people every day of the week about the NPCs. The NPCs look great. For the you you it's so it's so unfair. You have to look at this game in context. The number of NPCs you can interact with, the number of dialogue lines. Any game at this size and scope, they will not have NPCs that look this good. They won't. There's no game right now that you can play with this level of the number of NPCs, the number of dialogue, the number of automated responses, like their faces and all that. That's all automated. Right? Your idea on my channel's working. I owe you. Oh, you doing the members thing at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm all, Man, I'm always there to help people with advice. Like, man, try this, try that. Like, I've learned, we've learned a lot in our, uh, our, our, our couple of years here on this channel, three years. So I'm happy for you, dude. I am. I mean, when you said that the Series S, you know, <laughs> when you made the video that said Series S parody is not a problem because, like, Microsoft's, you know, making sure everything's ready for handheld. I was like, oh, my man Doc just said the Xbox consoles are basically handhelds. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> My Series X! My, my man Doc's telling me my Series X is a handheld. I said, what? <laughs> You're like, it actually might be genius. I'm like, man, slow down, bro. <laughs> Bradster! Bradster 990 bumps the line to four members. <laughs> I love I love Doc so much, dude. He's one of my favorite people. I love his content. I really do. Thank you so much, Bradster. Bradster became a member all on his own. Lono hyping up the game again. <laughs> what were we just talking about? What were we just talking about? I forget. I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. Oh, the NPCs. Right, right, right. You, like, okay, so people were comparing this game's NPCs to like Horizon Forbidden West. And I'm like, you can't do that. William Lewis with another gifted member. He bumps a line to five. He's going to tempt one of the big boys to drop a 20 bomb. I'm like, you can't compare this game's NPCs to Horizon Forbidden West. They're completely different games in scope and size. All right. Go play, uh, yeah, I don't know, Hogwarts Legacy and look at the automation that they used on all of the various characters that you can interact with, right? It's, it's, it's obviously going to lead to more of an automatronic interaction with the characters. Look at Final Fantasy 16. Anytime I inter- I'm interacting with an NPC in a town and it's not like cinematic, it's really wooden. It's, it's, it's just like the stuff that we've seen in Starfield. And I think that that is fine. That's, that's not a problem. You saw how I spin that. I ain't missed another code again. I sent that video directly to Phil. <laughs> I know. I was like, people are like, People are dogging on me, Doc. They're like, this guy's so mad he didn't get a code. I'm like, what you mean? I, I said in the in the clip, I said, I didn't expect to get a code. And then I'm looking at my man, Doc. I'm like, this man didn't get a code? Are you serious? He sings songs for Xbox. 
He embarrasses himself. He shaved his head. He looked like the Puerto Rican Lex Luthor, according to his own brother. <laughs> for He did all of that for Xbox. Man can't get a code. I'm never going to get a code. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not out here singing songs for either platform. All right? <laughs> but, but. I, the people drilling down on the NPCs, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that, man. The level of automation that goes into a game like Starfield, you cannot expect the NPCs to look any better than they do. Find me another game at that at the scope and the size of Starfield, and I want to see NPCs look better. I do. I want you to show me a game with dialogue lines at the level that that Starfield has. Look at the dialogue lines in Starfield compared to their past RPGs. I gotta push this button. Hang on. I'm glowing. Goodness gracious. Like, I know I'm light-complected, but good golly. I don't need to be looking like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Horizon's NPCs look great, but they just stand there. But Baldur's Gate 3 NPCs feel dynamic in the situation. They feel natural in the conversation. Right, I guess the question would be, I mean, maybe Baldur's Gate 3 is an example. We'd have to look at the number of dialogue lines and the number of NPCs in that game, right? Bro, I ain't missing a code again. I got blackballed for the Series S slander, never again. (laughs) They got us for the same thing, Doc. They got us for the same thing. They're like, listen, these two guys... They're a lot. They're 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 very different, but they're both hating on the Series S. So they, we got to walk them to the woodshed. They're not getting anything. They're not getting anything. <laughs> uh, you so Baldur's Gate three. You think Baldur's Gate three has the number of dialogue lines in it that Starfield does? Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption does not have this dialogue system that this game has. It doesn't. It doesn't. Let me let me look it up. What what was it? Starfield. Uh, dialogue lines. Alright? There's 250,000 lines of dialogue in Starfield. That's more than Skyrim and Fallout 4 combined. Are you sure you sure you want to take this? You want to take this action? You want to take this bet? You want to take this bet? You still, you still think that? Witcher 3? Yeah, and if you look at the NPCs in The Witcher 3, they have very similar automatic automatronic movements and facial animations seriously witcher 3 is a beautiful game but the the facial animations are very automatic and stiff and wooden Baldur's gate 3 has 250,000 voice lines now how many of those voice lines are in cinematics how many of those are in dialogue trees right this is not Starfield doesn't have like all these cinematics and scenes. You're always going and engaging with the NPCs. I've seen tons of cutscenes from Baldur's Gate 3. I have tons of cinematic cutscenes where those dialogue lines that you're counting are in there. Nobody does mocap at this volume aside from maybe Sony. That's what I'm saying. Like the NPCs in Starfield look great. Because they're attached to a massive system of automation. That's that's the point I'm making. Red Dead Redemption 2 has a ton of voice lines. But Red Dead Redemption 2 is not a dialogue-driven... Is it? There's not a system in Red Dead. I don't remember doing that. Are you doing, like, persuading and spending points on charm? It doesn't even have a system like that. 
you have to understand what we're talking about. Like, obviously, I'm arguing quantity, but you also have to argue quality. There is an element of quality to Starfield and all those interactions that you can have. You can persuade, you can threaten, all those things. That requires a massive amount of work, and the NPCs are attached to that system. So they're going to look more automatronic. I, there's, that's just the nature of what they built. Apparently, Red Dead Redemption has 500,000 lines. Right, but is it a dialogue system that requires automation? Do you understand what I'm saying? New video title for you, Lono. Alleged Xbox hater defends Starfield. This is not the first time I've defended Starfield about this, but you can't clip this and make me look like a hater, so nobody knows this. I've done this. This is like the fourth or fifth time we've had this debate. We've had this debate before. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take the action. I'll take the action. All you Sony guys taking shots at Starfield's NPCs, let's go look at the Final Fantasy 16 NPCs. Let's do it. You want to do it? You want to go look at the interactions with the NPCs when they just stand there like a mannequin? And do you want to make a comparison about facial animations? Do you want to do that? You, be consistent. It's okay in those instances. Why? Well, because it's you just clicking through some dialogue. It doesn't need to be at the cinematic prowess of, like, the videos where Clive is yelling, Joshua! Like, it doesn't need to be like that. And it's okay. Nobody plays through Final Fantasy 16 and is like, I can't believe that townsman that I just interacted with for 60 seconds didn't fully animate his face and look realistic. Nobody freaking says that. Because that's a stupid expectation. It's a, it's like a C-level interaction. It's a low-level interaction. Now, the real pivotal moments in Final Fantasy 16, bro, the cinematics in that game are, are hot. But then when I go up and walk and talk to some guy in the town, he's like, yeah, I didn't see anything. Yes, the villagers ran that way. He just stands there. He just stands there. Now it's not a first-party game. Come on. Final Fantasy XVI is a weird comparison. Why is it a weird comparison? The people bashing the NPCs in Starfield are very consistently like super pro Sony guys. We've been we 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 who own PlayStation 5s and like Sony games have been saying how great Final Fantasy 16 is against a lot of the negative criticism that like well it runs at 720 no it doesn't there's like a half a second in a fight where it drops a 720 internal with upscaling and you ran with that out of a you know a 20 minute video from Digital Foundry you hate Sony so you run with false narrative Many of us have been defending false false narratives against Final Fantasy 16. Like, it's a great game. You, 20 minutes of praise from Digital Foundry, and you took a snippet out, and you're like, that game runs at 720. You're a liar, okay? But if we're going to turn around and see the other side doing that to Starfield, well, the NPCs look really wooden. They look like mannequins. Really? Like all of the NPCs I've interacted with in Final Fantasy 16? Like, I don't know. I, like... That's their role. Their role is for me to go click through a couple of things, have a little experience, and then I go on my way. And that's exactly what a lot of the interactions in Starfield are going to be. A quarter of a million dialogue lines, billions of permutations of outcome. I can persuade, threaten, do I can do all kinds of things. And because and I'm telling you in the vein of NPCs with deep dialogue trees that you can interact with, I think Starfield has some of the best NPCs when you look in that vein. I think their NPCs look great. 
I'm gonna bash Starfield and brag how I can only act how uh, I can only access it, but now that Starfield's getting praise, I'm gonna downplay Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, like be honest. I love Final Fantasy 16. I've never once interacted with those NPCs and thought they looked bad. I've never once thought that. But they're wooden and they're animatronic and they just kind of stand there. Why? Because the method of achieving that is called automation. They have some guy in a booth record the line, right? Yes, yes, they came into town in the middle of the night. And he sounds great. He sounds great, but then you have to automate it because he's saying that in a litany of things that are said by other NPCs that you might or might not walk up to. You understand? That's why I'm defending the NPCs in Starfield. I'm like, if you look at the game in context, they look fantastic. I think they look great. The, the the one guy that you interact with, he was in he was in the um the leaked footage. It's the he he's he's like the he's the black guy. He's got a beard. It's like the cliche NASA suit that he has on. He's got the helmet on. He looks great. I'm like, oh wow, that's pretty impressive. Like his eyebrows and all this stuff are moving. I'm like, that that looks really good for an NPC. same people that were bragging about Final Fantasy 16 getting grilled, and now you want to act like you weren't acting like it was game of the year. Yeah, Final Fantasy... Here, here, here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, let's look at this. Let's look at this. That's all automated. This is... That's not... That's not like a fully rendered interchange. See how they're all just standing around? You can walk up to these people anytime and have this exchange in-game, in-engine. Do you understand what that is? What that requires? That guy right there, I think I think he's one of the better looking characters. I don't know why. I, maybe it's something with the glass. I do think for some reason in, in this particular engine, I think darker skin looks better for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. I think it's because the lighting and the contrast shows up more, right? Like if you look at this guy, like when they're lighter complected, like you don't see as much detail. It tends to wash out a little bit more. That's just literally a color spectrum thing. And I feel like the darker skin tends to look better. It just looks like it has more texture and more more color depth to it because the light interacts with it. I think better. It's, it's a little bit harder to wash him out because his skin's darker. I think he looks, I think he's one of the better looking NPCs in the game. This is all cap. Why is it cap? I don't understand. The systems built in a game like this that allow you to just randomly walk up to any NPC. He's just standing here by a fence, minding his own business, and I'm going to walk up to this guy and I'm going to talk to him. And he's got all these different things he could potentially say or not say. Though the systems built in, in a game like this, it's you can romance, right? This this is one of the times they're talking about romance, right? I believe there's four characters that you can fully romance, right? So within a game with, you know, a quarter of a million dialogue lines, they built four people that have potential story arc and branches that could lead to romance. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's a lot of work. And people people getting into this idea of like, <clears throat> they look like last gen characters. Oh, really? Okay. Sure. Let's look at Fallout 4 NPCs. You guys want to do side by sides? Yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I, you, you guys even sitting here accuse me. Everybody wants to accuse me of being a hater or whatever. Let's do it. Let's look at. Let's look at some old gen characters here. All right. Let me get some pictures. I got to get a collection here. I don't know. Some of these are. Some of these are. 
Sometimes people just take bad screenshots. Okay. <clears throat> Open image in a new tab, and then I'm going to go Starfield NPC. Let's see if we can't get my favorite one. This one's actually pretty good. This one's actually pretty good. Now, this is from this is from the first... I don't know why it's pushing it over there. All right? So... Here's the, here's the guy from Fallout 4. That's not him. There we go. This is the guy from Fallout 4. Constantly telling you to go and find a, a settlement that needs your help, right? And the number one thing you're going to notice that's lacking here is if you look at his clothing, it all has a very stiff, very plastic, very low-textured look, right? It doesn't look that good, especially when you look at like his walkie, okay? This is actually really good work for the time, if we're, if we're honest, okay? Fallout 4... This is really, really good. Why would you pick Fallout 4? Because you said last gen. I'm going to a last gen game in the same engine. That's actually a great comparison. You understand that we're going to a last gen game. You said that the NPCs in this game look like they're last gen. It was you who said it in in, in Bandy. Okay. Last gen game in the same engine. Let's do it. Let's go to the same engine. Are we going to go to a last gen game in a different engine? That's not a fair comparison because they use different lighting systems and texture systems. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This guy. Now, the first thing you're going to notice if you're really paying careful attention is there's way more texture, way more detail. And look at his clothing. Look at the le- Look at the leather. Looks better than Starfield? No, you guys you guys are just, I'm telling you, a lot of bad faith hating going on today. A lot of bad faith hating. This looks significantly better. The, the lighting, the texture, the level of intricacy, the detail, the fact that that looks like real leather, the, sh- the, the difference in shine depending on the actual texture itself you've got like a fabric here you've got like a like a harder piece maybe I don't know what that is and then you got leather and then you got like a shiny piece of metal come on try Fallout 76 Fallout 76 is like the same what are you talking about it's gonna look the same as Fallout 4 Newtonia with a two spot 30 FPS is no go Bethesda needs a new engine 20 years Let's compare Starfield to itself. I will readily admit... No, sure, we'll do this. We can do this side by side. This is totally fine and fair. There have been downgrades. All right? This is always the danger of showing your game a little too early. All right? Call a spade a spade. Okay? Call a spade a spade. There has been some downgrades. I would actually argue, however, that I think the one on the right looks better because this is almost too contrasted. It's too shiny. It looks better down here, though. I think the metal and stuff down here looks better. This, I think his face looks better because it's not so extreme, but it's clearly a downgrade. It's clearly a downgrade, right? Now, are we talking watchdogs downgrade? No. I don't think so. This is not Watchdogs level downgrade, but it's a it's a downgrade. You know, you gotta call a spade a spade. You know, they, they downgraded some of the detail. They downgraded some of the level of lighting and the intensity of the reflections, and it makes it look a little bit more flat. It makes it look a little bit more muted. Color saturation's lower as well. Like, look at the reds. 
you know the red like a really great comparisons right here on uh, if you go left to right you can see that you know the color saturation has been toned down now that could have been an art style decision they could have said we want our game to feel more like a gritty space you know like interstellar or something where everything's kind of dirty and old and and worn and Maybe they've lowered the color palette saturation to give it more of that, more of an art style push to feel, you know, gritty. I, I remember saying that about, that was one of the things that Mandalorian did so well, is it looked dirty, old, and worn out, and the prequels look like clean and pristine and gross. Like, they're almost too clean and shiny. His suit looks more weathered and used, which in my opinion looks better, because no one wears a brand new suit all the time real used equipment is weathered right it's an art style choice to make it look a little bit more subdued a little bit more matted down and flat instead of like bright colors that's an art style decision now it's undeniable that his face on the left i think it did look i think it looks better i think the detail in his hair looks better i think the detail in his skin texture looks better okay i actually think I think his eyes look better over here. This is that glassy-eyed, you know, it looks like a it looks like a wax figure, like his eyes are glass. Over here, I think they look a little bit better. They're not like so so reflective. Um, but it's definitely a downgrade. But that's not that e- like even if you claim it's a downgrade, if you just look at this one here, you again in the context of what Starfield's offering you, that is a good-looking NPC for what you can do in Starfield. This is one of the reasons why I tried to tell people and I got clipped and misrepresented and my comment got taken out of context. I said, I don't think Starfield's going to be a top-shelf next-gen game. Okay? Here's all the proof you need. That's not their goal. Their goal is not to push graphics and shiny textures. That's not their goal at all. Within the goal that they set out to do, build a massive RPG with tons of freedom, customization, chart your own path, a quarter of a million dialogue lines, right? Within that system, they built a very, I think, a very good-looking game. But again, that it's not top-shelf next-gen, and that's oh. Okay. I don't need every game to be insanely photorealistic. I don't need every character to look like a real person in in um, oh it's almost like the uncanny valley. I don't need that. I don't need that. Skyrim wasn't top shelf. I didn't I didn't say that. I said that I don't think Starfield I don't know how this is so hard to understand. People really struggle with this sentence. I think people struggle with this sentence because you're like you're so accustomed to soundbite culture. You need something like in five seconds. Starfield good. Starfield bad. If it goes beyond that, like some people struggle. It's like blood squirts out their nose and they're like, I don't know how to I don't know how to diagram that sentence. There's too many words. Starfield will not be a top shelf next gen game if you look at the next gen games coming out that are pushing ray tracing and performance and graphical fidelity if you look at those games this will not be one of those games it won't be it's not setting out to be that that wasn't their goal that wasn't their goal and that's okay like that's okay that's not a slam or a dig 
We don't need every game trying to do that. I just said the other day when we were looking at the first Descendant, I said, we really need to focus on art style. Because the first Descendant looks pretty, but it also looks like every other third-person and action-adventure game that's come out in the last couple of you know years. It doesn't have a distinct identity. Do you know what has a distinct identity? Starfield. El- Elden Ring has a, has a distinct identity. When I look at Elden Ring, Elden Ring is not a top-shelf next-gen game. It's not. They didn't set out to be a next-gen game. But the art direction and the art style of Elden Ring, it is a beautiful and memorable game. You remember some of the moments in Elden Ring, some of the fights. You're like, oh my gosh. The first time you take one of those like springs up into the sky and there's the giant tree, it's almost breathtaking. It, it's almost breathtaking. Why? Because it's really, really great art style. So I'm totally fine with Starfield being like, what we don't we don't need to push high level graphical fidelity. Look at what we're gonna let you do. Look at these broad, you know, landscapes and places to explore. Look at all these NPCs, look at the side missions, look at all the things you can do. That was their goal. That's why the game's 30 FPS, because Starfield said uh, Starfield. <laughs> Todd Howard was like, eh. As long as the simulation's running well and the player has lots of freedom, we're okay with 30 FPS. That's a paraphrase of what he said to Lex Friedman. They they don't just want to check a single box. How many how many pretty games are we going to play that feel like they don't have a soul before we realize graphics aren't everything? So when I say, "Oh, it's not going to be a top shelf next gen game," like everybody loses their minds and it's like, "Well, is that is that the only thing that matters? That it wins some arbitrary contest on Twitter about graphics? Thank you so much for jumping in as a member. I missed this one. Brand new member from CC. I'm going to bump the line to six. What just happened? Okay, there we go. Eldering was beautiful. It was. Lona, you're giving Bethesda a pass. How? They've been in this industry for years and should be held to a much higher standard. What what standard are you talking about? Rockstar pushes the industry into new realms when a new GTA comes out. Unsubstantiated. That's a prediction and a guess. That's a prediction and a guess. You don't know that. You honestly think that GTA 6 is going to be like... You think GTA 6 is going to be hyper-photorealistic? You think GTA 6... With the size and scope that that game's going to need to be, you think that game's going to look like some crazy, photorealistic, amazing, high-fidelity game? You don't think that the size and scope of what they're probably going to try to do with GTA 6 isn't going to work against some of that? There's a balance. You're just assuming and presuming that that's going to be possible. And you're telling me I'm giving Bethesda a pass because of a presumed future game that hasn't come out yet. What a dizzying argument that is. Well, I'm assuming that Rockstar is going to go nuts with GTA 6, and because of that assumption, you're giving Bethesda a pass. Your argument is as compelling as a can of soup. That that's There's nothing compelling about that. That game's not even out yet. As gamers, we need to elevate our mindsets. That said, I do believe we need to hold devs accountable. They should always be innovating and looking to push boundaries. What do you mean? How is Starfield not in it? You don't think Starfield's innovating at all?
You predicted and made a guess that Baldur's Gate 3 will be game of the year. And you were strong about it, so let people have their predictions. Yeah, but my predictions based on facts and reason, not guessing. You have no way to know that GTA 6 is going to be... What are we talking about? Now he just forgot the past 25 years of GTA history? What are you talking about? Do you think GTA games come out and push graphical fidelity while also being enormous? Do you think... Did GTA 5 do that? Fucking... That's going to be a blip. We switched ingest servers. I th- I swear to you, I think YouTube does that when you hit like a certain level of viewership. I swear they do that when we're having like a really big day. So there's going to be a quick blip and a follow-up blip. If audio gets desynced, you're just going to have to refresh. Red Dead Redemption 2 did. So you think Red Dead Redemption 2 is 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 a, is a hallmark of innovation, right? Okay, with its dated, clunky shooting, right? They didn't. They changed almost nothing about combat in Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, truly innovative. Mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption Two is beautiful. Red Dead Redemption Two is a beautiful game. It is. It's worthy of all the praise it got. Huge open world, great story, top shelf voice acting. The the the, the way they made those characters look. Yes. And then they did nothing with combat and it felt like the original game. It felt like clunky and bad. Skill issue? No, plenty of people took issue with the combat in that game virtually innovating on nothing. It was so, it was, yeah, it was generic. They they innovated on, on like virtually nothing. Red Dead Redemption 2 used the same basic map. Yeah, like, the idea that you're gonna claim... You're the master of deflection? How am I deflecting? Like, giving praise to Red Dead Redemption for what it did well, but then also being like, they did nothing in these other categories. And looking at Starfield and being like, no, Starfield's not innovating on anything. Really? They're not innovating on anything. A thousand planets, a quarter of a million dialogue trees, a fully customizable ship, that once customized the internals change in relation to that's none of that's innovative you you watched a 45 minute starfield direct and your conclusion was they're not innovating on anything what did we watch the same thing did did we what rpg can you play right now that does all of that I swear to frick, if you guys name one of those Kickstarter games, I'm going to slap you. Like, come on. How's that innovation? That's in all other games. Oh, that's in all other games, really? Where is there a game I can completely customize an entire ship? Where? That's No Man's Sky? False. Can't do that in No Man's Sky. I can't walk around my ship. I can't fully customize the ship. I can't add to it, change its shape. I can't add compartments to it and walk around inside of it. I can't do any of that. I can't live out a Star Trek experience in No Man's Sky. Tell me you've never played No Man's Sky without telling me you've never played No Man's Sky. That's literally not in No Man's Sky. Now, you can build a base on a planet and walk around it. No Man's Sky does it better. By, by How does it do it better? By not doing it? 
Really? So, No Man's Sky does ship customization better than Starfield by what? Not doing it? You can't even change ship colors in No Man's Sky. You can take off and land. Ooh, be still my beating heart. That's not what I said. I said, what RPG can you go and fully customize a ship to the degree that you can in Starfield? And you said No Man's Sky. You clearly don't play. No Man's Sky allows you to have an entire fleet, but it's a different game with a different purpose. An entire fleet doesn't weigh on the question that I asked you. That would be like asking you, what game lets you have this insanely customizable skill tree? And you're like, but I can have a truck! That okay, that has nothing to do with my question. You can customize your freighter, not your regular ship. You cannot customize your freighter to the degree that you can customize ships in No Man's Sky. That's simply untrue. The 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 willful ignorance here is staggering. If you actually look at the way that they interact with the shipbuilding in No Man I'm sorry, the way that you interact with the shipbuilding in Starfield is completely innovative we've never had a game like that they're literally just dragging and dropping parts and it changes the entire internals of the ship and you can walk around and and assign people to work in the ship now yes in no man's sky you can walk in a room and like drop something down in the corner like a sim game and assign a guy to work there but it's nothing like what we've seen in starfield Hang on, somebody gifted a member. Who was that? Oh, hang on. I'm missing stuff. I missed the super chat. $10. How did this dude get a copy of the game? He's clearly not a reviewer. The footage looks super meh, if you ask me. He got his collector's edition early somehow. Thank you for the 10 spot CS. And a gifted member from John Always. Thank you guys so much. The world's so upside down right now. Everybody convinced the the gaming world that I hate this game and bash on this game and here we are an hour into the stream I've done nothing but defend it Bolton or, I'm sorry Bolton Gaming was six months hey Leno just want to say thanks to the community I can't always be here but I always watch the VODs love the content keep it up thank you very much you can 100% walk around the inside of your ship and customize the inside of your ship uh, and build inside of it clarify no, you cannot do that in, in No Man's Sky. That's simply untrue. You can do that in a freighter. That's not your ship. You cannot right now get around and walk around your ship in No Man's Sky. That is simply untrue. I can't drag and drop pieces and create any any shaped ship I want in No Man's Sky. I can't do that. That is not true. You can work within a pre-designed freighter and put stuff where you want. You can move stuff around a grid in No Man's Sky, giving your ship different weapons and like a stronger uh, hyperdrive. Hadigan with a $2 uh, $2 super chat. I can make a better Lego ship, Starfield's mid, then go do that. Brett Williams with a $5 super chat tip. I didn't say you could do the same degree, Lono. I'm agreeing with you. Okay, Brett, thank you for the five spot for clarifying. Even gosh, even within what you can do in a freighter in No Man's Sky. We, okay, so just a second ago, just a second ago, the question was, what's Starfield doing to push things further? What's Starfield doing to innovate? And I say you can customize 
every aspect of your ship in Starfield. Drag and drop. You can make the Starship Enterprise. You can make a bug. You can make Optimus Prime and then walk around inside. And everything inside changes in accordance. That's pushing it forward. You can't do that in another game right now. In No Man's Sky, you cannot do that to your ship. Your primary ship that you fly around in and land on planets in, you cannot do that at all. You can't. You can go to a freighter that you buy and you can put things inside of it in similar way to how you'll have stations in your ship in Starfield. You can hire people and have them doing different things for you, but it's not the same at all. That just sounds like space base building. So so the fact that you can build a base, right? Spend all this time customizing the base, creating rooms and stations and hiring people. You can do all of that and then fly it into space. And you're like, yeah, it's not really innovative though. I mean... It's just, it's just space base building. I mean, you can, you can take off and go out into space and you can fly around and fight, but that's, that's, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a space. That's just space base building. Come on. Y'all are being ridiculous. Thank you, Ragnarok for $5 super chat tip. Can we also just point out how long it took No Man's Sky to get there? Like, what, eight years? So, some things No Man's Sky does better. <clears throat> I'm sure there's something Starfield can do better. <clears throat> well, hey, listen, listen, track with me, track with me. Let's actually have a conversation here. No Man's Sky does things incredibly well. No Man's Sky is one of the best turnaround stories in gaming history. No Man's Sky is a space exploration sim okay starfield is an rpg first it's a space rpg meaning your your ship your guns your skill tree all of that is an extension of the rpg the ship's fully customizable every square inch of it you can set up exactly how you want you 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 can build literally the Starship Enterprise, which is what I want to do, and you have all these little stations and all these people working for you. That's an extension of my character as, as an RPG. Now, in in No Man's Sky, because it's a space exploration sim slash survival game, my ship and what I do to it is more in line with I need to be able to explore and survive. It's not... It's not like an extension of me as an RPG player. Does that make sense? So if you if you look at it in that respect, the thing you have to remember is they're both they both have very very different goals. Like you can't compare. Why do we have so many dislikes? I don't know. I don't care. Dislikes don't matter. They matter as much as people putting clips on Twitter and ripping me out of context. It just drives more people to the channel. 10 spot from Will. No Man's Sky also isn't comparable to Starfield since it's not an RPG. Also, the whole it has more planets argument doesn't work when it's basically what? 20 planet archetypes that are procedurally generated. Yeah, I mean, 18 quintillion planets is amazing. And no, again, No Man's Sky does a great job within what it set out to do. 
it set out to build an amazing space exploration survival sim game and it is it's it's phenomenal and starfield set out to be a space rpg and when when i saw when i saw that guy's 45 minute video and i look at the starfield direct and i look at all the systems i say to myself wow if you want to have an RPG experience where you decide to be a savior, a villain, a pirate, a mercenary, a smuggler, you can you can do any of those things you want. You can build your ship in line with any of that. You want to be able to get away fast, get in fights. You want to be transporting materials. You want to be the good guy, the bad guy, somewhere in between. You can do all of those things down to very meticulous details. Chat made me spike my Reforge roast with Risky. Thank you so much, Predator, for a $2 tip. And from where I sit, they're achieving that. I looked at the footage and I said, this is what I expected. Now, this is one of the reasons people are trying to claim I've done nothing but hate on the game. I've consistently tried to tell people, don't overhype this game. This game is not going to be what so many people keep saying it's going to be. Another gifted member from Predator bumping us all the way to eight. Listen, let me let me just press pause for a second. it gets heated here it gets spicy here we haven't really had to ban anybody one of the reasons we haven't had to ban anybody is because we're having a disagreement and that's a welcome thing you might get told that we like ban people and it's an echo chamber that simply isn't true we welcome debate and discussion just don't insult anybody and you can stay here as long as you don't insult me as long as you don't insult chat If you like the spice and the back and forth and the debate, if that's entertaining to you, make sure you hit the subscribe button. That enables you to talk in my chat. Subscribing is 100% free. There's a difference between subscribing and being a member. Being a member is five bucks a month and you get into all my extra content that I do at the end of every day and Friday night, okay? So hit that like button as well. We've had easily over 1,300 people here for a while. We should easily have 600 likes. So take a second and hit subscribe, hit the bell button, hit like, do all those things. That helps me. It helps my channel. It helps the video. Consider doing a super chat or gifting a member if you want to support the channel directly. Uh, Lone Wolf with a $10 super chat. There are a thousand planets where almost everything you can see can be picked up or interacted with. It may not be the pinnacle of graphics, but that doesn't mean it's not innovative or pushing things forward. That's what I was trying to get at. Like, I can't believe people think Starfield's not innovative. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're going to talk about this game for years. We are. I promise you we are. This is going to be one of those games that just transcends the year and the time that it lands in. It will. It's too big. It's too ambitious. Now, performance issues on Xbox aside, let's imagine that wasn't happening. If this was hitting 60 FPS, what would the real issue be? Because that's my primary issue with it on console. What would the real issue be? Looks boring, subjective. Some people think that the the turn-based dice rolling in Baldur's Gate 3 looks boring. Look how great that game's doing. That's subjective that you think it looks boring. What else do you got? How is it innovative? Craig with 24 months in a VIP. Finally have a weekday off. Happy to be here live. Looking forward to the shipbuilding in Starfield the most. How is it innovative? You have a game 
that has a size and a scope that virtually no other games on the market have right now. Within that size and scope, they are giving you a massive amount of freedom with respect to a fully customizable, fully buildable ship, fully customizable, fully buildable settlements. Then, then you've got a, a quarter of a million dialogue lines for millions upon millions of potential permutations and experiences. You could play this game for a lifetime and never really experience every aspect of it because there's so many different ways that the game could go, so many different things that you could do. How is that not innovative? A $5, a, a five gifted member bomb from Craig. He bumps the line to 13. He broke the streak. It was all single gifteds up to now. Guys, if you want to give some members like Craig did, pay it forward. If you got one, every 25, I give five. We're well on our way to the first 25. A five spot from Chapter 8. I'm late. I'm sorry if I miss this, but we don't know what the console he was on or the settings. No. No. I don't, he did, I don't think he said. I don't think he said. Armored Core is landing in the high 80s. 87 on Metacritic. 85 on open critic. I'm seeing 10, 10, 10, 9, 5, 9, 9, 9, 8, 5, 8, 5, 8, 2, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8. Right down the line. Those are very good scores. That's a wide variety there. Um. Oh, I'm being told that my mods did have to ban about five people that were being nasty. Well, the one guy comes in every day. He makes a brand new fresh account to just lie about me in chat. So yeah, he got bopped really early. Hey, Reforge, what about building a ship that can have a hangar and a smaller, faster ship and vehicles for land travel? What do you feel about that? I know that's not in the game at launch, David, and I'm not setting my expectations on that. But I could see them adding that later. You know, hey, in our latest update, we've added a whole new host of things that you can add on to your ship. You know, I'm I'm not going to set my sights on that, but I think that that could happen. A $5 super chat from Swoozy. Do you think it can grow as big as Skyrim while screwing over a substantial part of the fan base on the PlayStation platform? I mean... Given that in the first week that Fallout 4 launched, 60% of the physical copies sold went to PlayStation, I do think that is probably a concern about reach and mass appeal. But, I don't know. The future is uncertain. The future is uncertain about that. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I still think the game will be historic and talked about and modded and there'll be lots of different things people do with it. You know, it, it could have sort of a cult, a cult following in that realm on PC. You know? Um, chopping off PlayStation, I does think, hurt with mass appeal long term. It does. It's a large audience that's continuing to grow every month. A $10 super chat tip from CS. Biggest issue with Starfield is a thousand planets that you can supposedly walk around in, supposedly like traversal. No vehicles to drive around is a huge potential to be a problem. Yeah, okay. I think that's I think that's fair as a concern, but let me push back. Let me give you let me give you some pushback on that. And I'm gonna say this in a similar way that I push back on people that were concerned about the fact that the game time doesn't advance when you're not playing. So, let's say that you set up a trading route. Let's say that you set up a mining uh, operation. It doesn't do anything when the game is not happening. And there were people that thought that thought that was terrible. And I said, well, hang on a minute. If that's the way they've built the game, I would guess that they have those things set up to work healthily 
within play sessions. So the rhythmic nature of those things should be tuned to the fact that time doesn't advance when you're not playing. If time advanced when you weren't playing, then you'd come back and you'd have a a disaster on your hand. You'd have a mess on your hand, right? You'd have too much stuff or stuff would be overflowing or whatever, right? Plants would be rotting. So the internal clock of those items and uh, uh, I'm sorry, of those operations is likely tuned to that fact. Now to your question, I'm going to make a similar argument. The fact that you can walk around and traverse these planets and there's no, you know, land vehicles or whatever. As far as I can tell, the jetpack is quite snappy and fun. I think that's one of the cooler things from the movement. I actually think a lot of people are going to struggle between do I want to play this third person or do I want to play this first person? Because the guns look really cool, but then also movement looks really cool when you're in third person, right? So I would assume player movement and planet size and the space between, you know, points of interest or resources or animals. Again, I would assume that that's tuned to you not having traversal. I'm going to make a comparison to a game that's not out yet. You guys remember the trailer for Star Wars Outlaws where she leaves the little base and she hops on her speeder and she drives and she drives and she drives for a long time before she gets to the cantina. Now that's an open world that's been structured and sort of daisy chained in a way that is built around the fact that you can drive very fast over far distances. In games like this, there's plenty of games where you don't have that level of traversal. You're kind of hoofing it everywhere, or, I don't know, maybe you have a horse, okay? In any case, they would then build the world around that traversal. Do you understand? I I, I would trust Bethesda to not screw that up, to be like, Oh, whoops. Oh, these plants are too big, Dave. What'd you do? Well, I thought we were going to give them cars. No, we're not giving them cars. Oh, well, sorry. Well, they're just going to have to walk really far distances. I don't think they're going to, like, stumble into that and be like, oops. We accidentally made the planets too big. Do you understand? Like, I'm not defending the game. What I'm saying is... It stands to reason that you would build that, those environments healthily to say, well, if they're if they're walking on their feet with a jetpack to help speed certain things up, well, then we're going to have points of interest, resources, animals, etc. We're going to have all of that spread out in a way so that you're not just like twenty minutes later. Whew, haven't seen anything in a while. I'm just going across this desert I don't think that's going to be the case I really don't that would be that would be a bizarre decision you know so I, I get where you're coming from a lot of people I think are are jumping to conclusions about you know hey th- there's no uh, there's no uh, um, there's no land vehicles it's going to take forever to get anywhere like okay how do you know that you won't be walking, you'll be jetpacking. Yeah, it seems like the jetpack's pretty snappy. I mean, I you know, it doesn't seem like you're, you know, you're not geriatric. You're moving at a pretty good clip. Even when he sprints, he seems to sprint pretty fast. That was one of the things I noticed in the leaked footage. If you guys 
you know, clicked on the thumbnail, the Starfield leaked gameplay, my reaction to it was mostly positive. I thought the movement looked good. It looked fast. He's like, you know, he's like third person. He's like hoofing it around. Chris swore in the 45 minute presentation, they talked about having a one uh, kilometer square that gets generated and filled with pre-built buildings and points of interest. I don't know if you have the number right, Mason, but I think you are in fact correct that they do build within a certain framework. So again, that would kind of stand to what I'm saying that you're you're going to be able you're going to be able to say, "Hey, I want to go and walk around." And when you do that, then the stuff's going to be within a reasonable distance. You're not just going to be walking and walking and walking and be like, I can't find anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even in the footage they've shown us. Whoops. How did I do that? Oh, I went full screen. Hang on a minute. Uh, there we go. You guys could see Kick. <laughs> For a, I'm, I'm, I'm streaming on Kick as well. Thank you, everybody who watches on Kick. I ignore you guys all the time. Crinab, thanks for subscribing for three months. Thanks so much. But even, even, even when they like, here, let me, let me, let me take the footage back a second. Hang on. Like even the footage they show us here, it just seems like there's, you know, there's stuff around. Plants, animals, outposts, you know, there's stuff to do. This is a common thing that I think gets lost in discussions about open world games sometimes. If you guys have you ever heard anybody describe an open world game and they're like, there's nothing around, it's empty. And you're like, well, yeah, but you can't have stuff literally every 10 feet. I remember that always being a, um, a criticism of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild as well as Tears of the Kingdom. feels really barren. It feels really empty. It's like, well, n- yes and no. You, you got to travel a decent amount before you run into anything, but you can't have the game on top of it, e- each other. Do you remember the intro to Full House? Those of you that are old enough? Milkman, the paperboy, and even TV. Okay, you remember that? You remember you remember the intro to Full House? Whenever they show the houses, the houses are like right on top of each other, okay? Have you ever been in a neighborhood like that where you like walk out your front door? You're like, how you doing, neighbor? And you can like reach over and shake their hand. Like your houses are like literally right on top of each other. Or you've been in a neighborhood where you're like, well, if that house catches on fire, then everybody's dead. Okay, because the houses are inches apart. Okay. You can't have open world games like that. It wouldn't feel like an open world. It would feel so dense. It'd be like densely packed. Every 10 foot, there's something. A building or a, 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 a an outpost or an enemy or a cave, whatever. So you have to have these things spread out there's likely a science to this you know if you interviewed a developer about how do you create an open world that feels organic and 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 full of life without it sort of caving in on itself it's just too dense also how do you how do you build an open world that doesn't feel too spread out so it it almost feels barren and empty like there's a balance between those two things 
I don't think they're going to struggle with that in Starfield. From everything they've shown us, I think it looks very, very well built with respect to open world density. You know? Twenty seconds, fifteen second rule. You oh, so you guys are saying they try to apply a rule that like every every so many seconds you see something? Yeah, I mean we could do that right now. So imagine that you're running across an open world and you haven't seen anything yet. You still haven't seen anything. You're roaming. You're kind of scanning. You're looking to the left. You're looking to the right. You're you're sprinting forward now. You're using your jetpack. It's been ten seconds. You're continuing to move forward. Again, you're scanning. Maybe you're getting out binoculars of some some kind of a viewing item, and now maybe you see something in the distance. Okay, it's been 20 seconds. So now you're heading to that thing in the distance, right? You're you can see it along the way. There might be little things, you know, maybe a plant here, a bug there, something to pick up or harvest. It's been 30 seconds. So, right, like if obviously if it took that entire time and you never saw anything, and you online MVP comes in. With the big one, 20 gifted members slams it all the way to 33 out of 50. You guys better buckle up. If the big boys show up, you're going to hit your stretch goal of 4,500 members. If you hit 4,500 members, my wife and I have to play Mortal Kombat 1 against each other. I was not planning on buying that game, but if you guys hit that goal, we will have to. You hit 4,000, so I got to play Beat Saber, dress up as Jar Jar Bings. That'll happen soon. That's reason enough to become a member. Consider becoming a member. If you got gifted a member right now from online MVP, maybe pay it forward and give a member to somebody else oh my gosh he does it again he does it again this man's gonna carry the day on his own back he doesn't need any help he's gonna steal all the glory for himself another 20 gifted member bomb taking the count to 53 this man's doing his own 20 gifted member train Does anybody want to join him? I saw some of the big boys here today. We might be facing a 20 gifted member bomb train. Buckle up, chat. It's an elevator. You'll never get a word in edgewise if these guys do this. Make sure you guys click the like button as well. If you guys have been enjoying the channel, if you've been enjoying the conversation, we appreciate you guys so, so much being here every single day, enjoying the talk shows. If you have been here before or this is your first time here i am a safer work broadcaster i do a talk show like this monday through friday make sure you hit subscribe the bell button so you don't miss these talk shows we are going to be covering future game show this afternoon we covered gamescom opening night live with jeff Keeley yesterday that video is currently being edited it's blocked in some regions now there was a trailer this happens all the time with these live events um oh it's now viewable to the public. It, it, it successfully uh, got it edited out. I'm going to edit out the next thing now. I'm going to trim out this segment of Rebel Moon. I always love that, by the way. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to copyright claim your video because you're showing a trailer for our TV show or our movie. Now, frick you. A hundred dollars from Ghost in the Garage Gaming. He says, let's go. This guy drops a super chat instead of gifteds. He's a maniac. So, so generous. Thank you so much, Ghost in the Garage Gaming. This video today, this stream today, has already been viewed 10,000 times. One of my biggest streams lately. And Ghost in the Garage Gaming joins the 20 gifted member bomb train, and he stacks it up to 73 members on the day, right beneath 75. These guys are nuts. 
You're in one of the most generous communities on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for being here. The more often you watch, the more often you chat, hitting like, all those things increases your odds of getting a gifted member. These guys are generous at a level unseen on the platform. So thank you for being here. Huge day for the channel. Listen, if you've been told or you've seen people claim on Twitter that all I do is hate on Starfield, do you really think I'd hold 1,300 viewers and and get 10,000 views with a positive video about Starfield? For the last hour and 10 minutes, I've been defending Starfield, defending their NPCs, defending the game is innovative. You think that would work with a crowd if all I ever did was hate on the game? You think? You think that would work? Find a channel that's all Sony ponied up and hates on this game. Do you think they could do a stream like today and pull good numbers? No, probably not. They'd lose subs and people would get angry at them. Two gifted members from Lone Wolf. He takes it to 75 and the Agent of Chaos is going to be Roic. He bumps it to 76. He sneaks in and he steals the thunder from Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf was trying to walk it to the 75 and then maybe do Agent of Chaos, but Roic takes it. But you do hate on Starfield. <laughs> I I don't do does anybody have any quotes of, of what I've said that's been that's been construed as hate? What have I said about Starfield that's hate? I'm genuinely curious. Is there anybody here today that wants to take that up? What have I ever said? That it that it's not gonna be a top shelf next gen game? Is that hate? Yo, Spaceman Spiff with a 10 spot. He joins the insane member train. A Calvin and Hobbes fan is always a good fan. Lord Horg with three months of membership says, wait for the game to come out before getting hyped. But if it's good, I can finally dust off my Series X and play it. So far, it's been a waste of 500. I think it's just the 30 FPS thing. The 30 FPS thing, that's it? All I want for Christmas is a membership? Kalen Blood, you have a membership. You have a badge next to your name. This game is all about games and gamers from what I've seen. Great stuff. Thank you. Pretty much the only real criticism was the performance. And Jake, you're a pretty big Xbox guy. See what I'm saying? Like, I don't get where it comes from. Yo, good morning, feed. It's all out of context clips. Yeah. I've not seen them. I was just curious. What, were, what was I being quoted at saying? There's a clip of you freaking out that we're getting Starfield instead of the new Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Oh, I was, but I was impersonating somebody when I did that. That's being completely ripped out of context. I was saying. I was acting like a longtime Bethesda fans. I remember Bethesda fans being angry that we were getting Starfield instead of another Fallout or Elder Scrolls. I was doing a character when I did that. I don't genuinely think that. That's so disingenuous. That's so dishonest. That was such an obvious bit that I was doing. I was impersonating. I was acting like, yeah, there were people that were upset that they did Starfield instead of another Fallout or another Elder Scrolls. My gosh. Why would anybody even have that clip? They must have saved that. Like, oh, I'm going to save this clip. That's remarkable. That's remarkable. Lord Horg with a gifted membership. Thank you so much. Taking us to 87 on the day. A huge day for the channel. I'll give you guys an updated member count here. We're all adults here. I think anyone can look and find what a true pony looks like, and it ain't here. 
Right. It never really bothers me because I appeal to, you know, adults that have, you know, the ability to think and the ability to have conversations. I can't believe that that's one of the clips people are using is me literally impersonating and taking on a persona of like, there were people that were upset. We are at 4276. You guys are 24 members away from 4300. 4500 is the stretch goal. Yeah, the clip about me talking about getting a code I, is is stupid because I open up the clip by saying I didn't expect to get one. I did not expect to get one. I didn't. And there was a second clip that I posted where I said, I have been very critical of Xbox in the Series S, so it makes perfectly good business decision to not give me one. You're trying to maximize positivity about the game. That's marketing 101. You're not going to give a code to a guy who's been very critical of your of your platform owner. Are you going to give a code to somebody who's been critical of your of your parent company? I've been very critical of Microsoft and what they've done. Like, I never once thought, oh yeah, they're going to give me a code. Like, again, it's just a false narrative. It's like, I've never ever once thought I'd get one, and I'm not going to change what I say to, in order to try to get codes. I'm just not going to. Yes, I need to see this gameplay. Yeah, for those of you that are unaware, this is what we were covering today. There was 40 minutes of Starfield leaked gameplay. 40 minutes. So the guy got his collector's edition early and booted up and he recorded it with his phone. Now, even though he didn't like break NDA, it was obviously somebody broke street date somewhere. He knows somebody like a, a GameStop or something. And, or like a little mom and pop shop. So somebody breaks street date. That doesn't mean you can post footage. Okay. So he, he posted the footage. It was roughly 40 minutes. Now I was watching it in the, the morning that it debuted. Somebody DM'd me and said, hey, look for this guy on YouTube. You'll find the video. It had about 54,000 views at the time. I got all the way to the end of the video. There was like 60 seconds left and the video got taken down. So I literally got to watch it like up to the minute before it got taken down. So, funny enough, I saw way more good than bad. I was like, my opening monologue was like, I think a lot of things look good here. Obviously, I've got my concerns about FPS. It looks like a shallow FOV, and it looks like the AI might be kind of stupid. Um, so, because of that, I was like, yeah, there is, there is some bad here. Okay? There is some elements to the game that you know could be endemic to the experience and harm it. No, I did not end up getting the PC upgrade. Creature gave me a list of what I was supposed to go ask for. I haven't been able to get to the store. I might try to go tonight and then see how quickly they can get it for me. We'll see how quickly they can build it. We could even do comparisons. Like I could I could boot up and play the game on my 2080 Ti rig, and then if my my monster rig comes like a week later, we could say, all right, we're trying Starfield one more time on on the big boy, right? Thanks, Ghost in the Garage. I just work and lurk, so I don't interact with chat much. I appreciate the gifted member. Well, Jade, we're happy to have you. If you guys got gifted a member, you get to enjoy the end of the day debrief. We always end the day and hang out with members. Now, that's not happening necessarily this week as much because of the live events. We didn't get to do one yesterday because Keeley's event went up until the point that I had to like stop and go to dinner, and then I'm I'm coaching my ki- both of my kids' soccer teams, so I had to go and do that. And then today we're going to have a live event with Future Game Show. But there's a member stream in between this stream and Future Game Show. That's a great reason to be a member when we do those like waiting like waiting room streams. Yeah, I think we're going with a 4090. Yeah. You know, it's a business expense. It's it's something for the business. So we're going to we're going to kind of swing for the fences. Um 
So we'll be able to pop, we'll be able to test it on like two different systems. I need to try to get to the to the the computer store tonight if I can. Um, it's really really difficult right now for me to carve time out outside of what I'm already doing for the shows every day and you know planning and sketching out and writing monologues. The reason I was so late today, usually it's like nine thirty five. You know, when I go live, I usually aim for nine thirty. We schedule it for nine. Everybody piles in and waits, and then I go live at nine thirty. I had to write my entire monologue this morning. The good, the bad, and then I had to add to it the fact that people were responding to footage at Gamescom because I didn't have that yesterday. Because I literally shut down yesterday after Gamescom with Keeley, got on the phone with Creature real quickly, and then went upstairs and changed my clothes and hopped in the car, ate dinner on the way to the to, to the to the soccer field, and then and then coached and then coached some soccer in ninety two degree weather. So then I came home. Everybody took showers and baths to cool off and then read to my kiddos, put them to bed, and then watched Ahsoka. So, did not have time at all to (laughs) write the monologue ahead of time. Been loving the channel, says Nathan. Started watching a week ago, and I really like that you bring up the good and the bad of a game. I always like an objective view on games. Thanks for the content. I appreciate that, Nathan. Thank you. Yeah, if you want... If you want nuance and the good and the bad and the in-between and balance, listen, you guys you guys are going to like it here, okay? I have never once bashed or loved a game purely because of who made it. You'll notice that in my show open and in the NPC debate, I consistently reference the NPCs in Final Fantasy 16 because they're very similar, right? They're very wooden. They're very animatronic. And that's okay, because that's the purpose that they serve. They're just there for you to kind of have an interaction with and dialogue and move the story forward, so. Um, you open the door. Yeah, we're not going to discuss the show. We're not going to discuss Ahsoka because of spoilers. That's why I made sure to watch both episodes last night, because I was like, I don't want to have any spoilers. Um, I wouldn't say it's Andor, but it's up there. It's I, th- I found it to be very good, so. I'm not. We we don't need to say anything more though. We don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, I'll only say this: I think people that have watched the cartoons are going to be in heaven. I think they're going to like the show a whole lot more than me and others. So, thumbs up to you guys that are super committed Star Wars fans and are going to understand all the references and characters and stuff. Um, you, you're in. You're in for a real treat. So, I liked it as somebody who hasn't watched the cartoons and stuff. Yeah, I liked it. I give it I give it high marks. <clears throat> That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. We gotta move on. We can't talk about that. We cannot talk about. Cannot talk about it. Um a remaster of Star Wars Dark Forces, the classic Star Wars FPS from nineteen ninety five is in the works. Really? It's from Night Drive Studios, the same developer responsible for the Quake Two and System Shock remasters. The Quake Two remaster is really nice. Yo, Kenneth gifts a member and bumps a line to 88. Let's get two singles and get it to 90 and have a race for the 10-bomb. Let's see who can do it first. Come on, let's see two singles. Bump this to 90 real soft. Don't know what admit it, but he's into orange chicks. I mean, homie, she could be orange. She could be neon pink. I mean, whoo, that face shape. Golly. <laughs> she is... She's very pretty. The jawline, all of it. It's, yeah, she's great. She's such a good pick. She's a very good pick. Yo, Angry Pete gives a member. Angry Pete gives a member. Thank you so much. 89 members out of 100. 
<clears throat> Did you watch the Starfield Does live stream? Are you talking about the live? What? No, I don't know what that is. There it is. There it is. Everybody stop. Everybody stop. There it is. 90. Don't do any more. Don't do any more. Hold, 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 hold. Let's see who does the 10 bomb. <laughs> You're going to make your wife mad? Oh, my wife doesn't care if I say that somebody has, you know, good looks or a pretty face. I do the same thing for men when they're when they're super attractive. Yeah, huge floppy antlers. <laughs> We're talking about Ahsoka. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get. I'm gonna need you to get one of those hats that she wears in the show, Mama. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You don't have to do that, but buy some orange, orange body paint. A ten bomb. A ten bomb comes in from Cardock Ren. He does it. He wins the prize. He wins the 100 bomb prize. <laughs> She's just glaring at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> She's playing along. That's funny. Oh yeah, the no, they're saying the unicorn hat. <laughs> oh, we should do that as a stretch goal for one of the months. We have to play that stupid unicorn hat game. That'd be really good. Yeah, I watched Elite Gameplay. Yo, true SSJ Havoc is the agent of chaos. He moves it forward to 101. Thank you so much, sir. And another one from Rockin' Robin takes it to 102. True SSJ Havoc with a $2 super chat tip says agent of chaos. There it is. Blink twice if she's got a gun. No, she made a joke about a lightsaber. It was funny. It was funny. (laughs) Blink three times if you're in danger. No. Madam plays along with that kind of stuff. She's good sport. She says, if I was in danger, I wouldn't blink. <laughs> the stream would have just cut out. <laughs> just mysteriously. It's like all of a sudden it goes to this. <laughs> Yo, a 10 bomb from Ghost in the Garage Gaming takes it to 112 on the day. Thank you so much, Ghost in the Garage Gaming. You the man. You the absolute man. QLi is actually called PlayStation Portal. Oh, yeah. Is that the name of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, go, watch the CNET video about it. I'm telling you, folks going to learn. I don't know. Thing's pretty nice for 200 bucks. I think it's going to do really well. I don't think people realize. Just watch. Just watch. Their accessory attachment rate's very good. That thing That thing's going to surprise folks. Gonna surprise folks. Let me give you guys an update on member count. You guys have gone kind of crazy again today, pushing for a stretch goal to make us play Mortal Kombat 1. You are officially at 4,300. 4,301 members. So now you're 200 away from the stretch goal. You guys have crushed it once again. Right on the doorstep of a massive goal. Really should consider turning off the side view camera when you talk about stuff like this. Uh, wait, she didn't... No, she doesn't show up. She was over there. You can't see her. She'd have to come all the way and stand in front of the Legos. She would. She would. She doesn't do that. She knows. <clears throat> I was minding my own business and I received an email that I got a membership for your channel. Well, hey, come hang out. Enjoy the show. We're discussing the Starfield leak gameplay footage and my thoughts on it. 
I got a backbone for my phone. Pretty cool to play PC games on it. It does not support PlayStation Plus streamable games. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to break. I don't want to break. I don't want to talk about that. That's that's probably another day. I imagine they'll add that later as an update. I don't think they want to do that right away. I don't think they want to do that right away. Um, I first saw it, there was a Portal game coming. Oh, I know Portal Three. We all want Portal Three. <laughs> Uh, you sold me on the portal? Hey, man, I don't work for them, so don't say it that way. (laughs) Uh, What are your thoughts? So, yeah, let me give you guys a recap on the Starfield leak gameplay and what I thought. I want to know what you thought, especially those of you that thought it looked bad. I want to know why, right? Try to make a substantive case on why you thought it looked bad. Do your best. Here we go. I went through the good, the bad, and other people's responses. So the good, I thought movement looked good. It was snappy. It was quick. I thought the graphics looked in line with what they've already showed us. I didn't see like significant downgrades. It's obviously through a cell phone, but I didn't see anything that was like remarkably better or worse than what we've seen. It was like, oh yeah, that's what it looks like from the Starfield Direct. Uh, I actually have defended the NPCs pretty strongly this morning. I think the NPCs look very good considering the context of the game, the scope, the size of the game, the amount of automation they've had to use. I actually think the NPCs look quite good in that context. I don't expect the NPCs to look like you know Kratos or even the emotive and facial work done in uh, Days Gone is very impressive. I don't expect that from this game. It's not that kind of game, and I think we need to remember that. Um, yeah, we're talking about the phone recording. Uh, the shooting looked both good and bad. It looked snappy, and the recoil and the guns looked nice, but there was, like, no aim assist, and the guy playing was just awful, and I'm not really sure what was going on. It was like he had never played before. I thought the ship cockpit looked really nice. Flying looked nice. Sound design was good. The music was good. Uh, character creation looks like people are going to spend a bunch of time. You know, RPG players are going to lose their entire first play session just to character creation. You're gonna you're gonna spend you know an hour plus there, I would imagine. Um, now the bad, I did again feel like the shooting was rough. Uh, low FPS is obviously going to be a consistent mark against the game for those playing on Xbox. You can you can hand wave that all you want. We we were sold high frames per second this generation, and to have a game of this caliber and and this this notoriety at 30 cap, I think is is a mark against the game. Especially because I'm not seeing anything graphically in the Starfield Direct. I'm not seeing anything graphically in the leaked footage that would justify the 30 FPS cap. Um, but I know that's subjective to the user. I think what's in Starfield's corner with the frames per second is that a lot of people just play it on quality mode. I think there's tons of people who played Jedi Survivor and Final Fantasy 16, and they just play on quality mode. So they have no idea what we're talking about when we're talking about like frame drops and screen tearing. They're like, what are you talking about? I think that's in Starfield's favor. Most people are just like, yeah, it looks fine. It looks pretty, okay? But for me, it's a mark against the game, okay? It also looked like from the footage that there was a shallow FOV. Uh, There was a very shallow and low number FOV in Redfall. It makes the guns look enormous. They eat up a bunch of screen capital. I think that's a mark against the game as well. I think that's going to push some people to play third person. I think the FOV was quite a bit better when you were third person. It looked a little bit more, uh, you know, free, quick movement. It feels, I don't know, it feels zoomed in, right? It feels zoomed in. And, um, 
And then the AI. AI looks kind of brain dead. That's a concern because, you know, Redfall had really bad AI as well, and that affects the gameplay. And people would say, well, the guy was playing bad. Well, yeah, the IGN player was playing bad in Redfall as well, and I believe that it exposed, it exposed flaws in the game. Like, the NPCs were stupid, right? The FOV looked like it's 80-ish. Yeah, and that's low. An FOV in the 80s, especially on a game at 30 FPS, woo, that's low. That's very low. That feels zoomed in. Most of us play between 90 and 105, I think. Most of us that increase FOV. So hopefully there's an FOV slider on PC. Hopefully my PC experience doesn't have to worry about FPS or FOV. If, if I don't have to worry about those things, I'm probably going to have a great experience. I argued there was more good than bad. I argued that I saw what I was expecting to get out of this game. A Bethesda RPG in space. Okay. And I defended the NPCs. I also defended innovation. I feel like people are trying to poo-poo this game and act like it's not innovative. I believe they're doing things at a scale and a scope that almost no other game is doing um, with respect to completely freely customizing and building your own ship, decking it out with different workstations and crew. That is not in another game. Uh, Somebody said, well, it's basically just a base that you can fly. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty innovative that you can just completely customize a ship and... You know, in in customizing the ship and, and just building the base that can fly, that includes like engines and compartments and different cockpit styles. Like that's I think really really worthy of praise. Uh, as far as especially what you can do and go experience, it's always going to be different. There's so much replayability and depth. Um, but I I can say that while also saying I just I don't think this game is going to be this top shelf next gen game that we're going to sing its praises for graphical fidelity and moving the next gen ball forward. I just um, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to be the dialogue. I think the dialogue around this game is going to be around how good of an RPG it is, and I think that's more important anyways because that was what their goal was. That's what they set out to do. You know. They set out to build a really good space RPG with an insane amount of customization and an insane amount of freedom. And as far as I can tell, they succeeded in doing that. Performance has always been my primary concern. And so that's still lingering in my mind, you know? Am I going to play this on PC and get inconsistent performance? Are people with really, really beastly rigs going to get inconsistent performance? I have a 2080 Ti. I do not have a weak computer by any stretch and you know am i going to be able to get a nice consistent performance you know experience out of it two dollars from william lewis a thousand viewers and only 627 likes hit that thumbs up guys if you've enjoyed the conversation and the talk today make sure you hit subscribe so you can talk in chat you don't have to talk in chat but if you hit subscribe and the bell button you'll never miss my talk shows we got a bunch of new subscribers today so thank you so much for being here and for joining in uh the conversation we appreciate it very, very much, and we uh, we welcome disagreement. We welcome debate as long as you're not attacking people, and as long as you're not being nasty, you know, insulting me or uh, or other people. And uh, we we want you to come back every day and do that. Even if you just lurk and listen, make sure you're subscribed with the bell button on so you don't miss. I am safe for work. A lot of people throw me on in the background like a radio show or a podcast. You don't have to worry about you know the kind of language that I'm going to be using. It's going to be all about the CPU. Well, what's how's my CPU rank in the in the world of CPUs, right? You guys that are you guys that are tech heads, you know, I have an Intel i9 9900K. 
3.6 gigahertz. So I have an i9 9900K CPU. How does my CPU fare in the world of CPUs? I've heard that from other people as well, that like, it's going to be a CPU intensive game. Renab says it's going to be an 88 on Metacritic. I said that if it landed in the high 80s, I would say that's a triumph for a game of this size with the amount of scrutiny and expectations that are being hurled at it. I think if it lands in the high 80s, that's very good. What FPS? 60. I cap everything at 60. You can't play at 144. I don't I don't play at 144 because of my capture method and how I play games with you guys. I always turn on this is going to make the CP the PC guys go crazy, but I turn on VSync and I cap things at 60 and I get a cleaner capture and a more consistent experience. I stop shooting for, you know, 120 and 144. 88 is bad, but n- no it is not. Armored Core right now is getting an 88. Final Fantasy 16 has an 87. Why is 88 bad? Those are good games. I mean, I've not played Armored Core yet, but as far as we can tell, FromSoft doesn't really make stinkers, do they? How is 88 bad? The 9900 will be great if overclocked. But the 9900K, it'll probably get you at 60. Okay, let's hope. Any mods you're looking forward to? I don't really do mods in games like this. It's a solid chip, but I'm worried about my current gen top-of-the-line gaming chip. We have to see. If your TV monitor has G-Sync, you can turn V-Sync off. Slave to the system, trust me, I've been doing this a really, really long time. As soon as I turn off V-Sync, my capture cards get all sorts of problems. I turn on V-Sync and everything goes away. I'll get screen tearing, stutters, jitters, hitches. I'll get all sorts of weird behavior out of every different game that I play. I turn on V-Sync in the game and it all goes away and looks perfectly smooth. It's because I'm doing I'm doing pass through on a capture card and I don't know why, but it always helps. Looking at the recommended, UG, uh, Wheezy says, I'd assume 60 FPS with a 9900K. Okay. <clears throat> As a reminder, a 9900K is 8 cores, 16 threads, hitting 5 gigahertz stock with good IPC to this day. Eugene says a B-plus is bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, a game of this scope and reach and size and the level of, the level of expectation... And scrutiny that this game is facing, an 88 would be incredible. An 88 would be incredible. Like, you know what I'm saying? What's this say? Bill Spencer confirms that the current Starfield build isn't final. Todd Howard mentions ongoing tweaks, hinting at a possible day one launch Windows patch. Sounds like Windows is going to get a patch day one. Got to go through certification for... uh, got to go through certification for uh, Microsoft, for Xbox, I mean. Um, mm, This is what they've been super quiet about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The PlayStation stuff that got announced today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to look at that stuff later. Anything over 60 is overkill and bragging rights. Why? Turning off V-Sync is basically for bragging rights. 60 locked looks amazing. I, I, it's not for bragging rights. 
anything above 60 is because people like it and have monitors that can do like 144 future game show is at 2 p.m. Eastern Mm. all you might need is 60 I'm gonna continue to play 120 and above yeah I don't think people play at 120 and above for bragging rights there are plenty of people that play at 120 or 144 because they want to right like they want they you know what I'm saying they want to I don't I don't it's it's not to, to act like it's oh it's just for bragging rights just seems weird Hey, how are you doing, Daisy? You made your account today. So. Are you real? Ten eighty P looks amazing. Anything above ten eighty P is bragging rights. Oh, I was like, what are you saying, Wheezy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1080p looks just fine, dude. Anything above 1080p is just for bragging rights. Like, what are you even saying, man? We should all stop innovating. We only need 1080p. Anything above 1080p is bragging rights. Right? I don't understand. I think that that there's, there's good reason. Me personally. Okay, this is just me personally. I think there's perfectly good reason to stay at 60 for me personally. Because depending on the game getting a solid 120 is difficult right i'm saying every single game because every game's a little bit different every game's gonna have maybe issues day one or need some drivers or whatever and it's like for me personally i know on my rig in particular i can get 60 every time and it just it just stays there like going up to 120 like dipping and dipping it's like ah no 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 no, no. just give me 60 and so I just adjusted to that. I can argue with people attempting to twist my words. You mean like when you said anything over 60 is overkill and for bragging rights. Direct quote. Turning off V-Sync is basically for bragging rights. 60 locked looks amazing. That's what you said. Those are direct quotes. 4K60 is just fine. Where are you playing 4K60? What? What are you talking about? Which again is fine, Lono. You need it for streaming and capture. I don't need for capture, so I push the envelope. I think, Wheezy, even if I wasn't capturing and I found that it was difficult to get consistent, flat, rock-solid 120, I would I would probably still just have defaulted to 60. Well, maybe not, because at the time, one of the main reasons I started dialing things down was because of capture with Borderlands and Destiny and some of the weird things we were getting. So I might have just continued to stay at, like, 120, 144. Suede's like, first time? 120 fix looks even smoother. If it can hold it, yes. If it can't hold it, it doesn't look smoother. You can notice the smoothness in gameplay differences between 60 and 120, even on console. VSync adds input lag for competitive gaming. You should turn it off because of all that competitive gaming that I do. I don't turn it on for any other reason that it smooths out frame timing for my capture card and I don't get weird screen tearing. 
Once you jump up to 120, you're not coming back down to 60. I did. I did. I gamed at 120 for a really long time, and then I dropped it down to 60 because of all the capture problems, and a week later, I didn't really notice. Because 60 is very smooth. It's not bad. It's not like going back down to 30. I can't adjust back to 30. I've tried. I tried it with... Um, I I uh I tried it with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Who's playing 120 on console, Lumfow? What do you mean who's playing 120 on console? Plenty of people. There's a 120 FPS mode in Modern Warfare 2. There's a bunch of old gen games that got bumped up to 120 FPS. They're constantly bragged about by big pro Xbox guys. Plenty of people are playing at 120 FPS. What are you talking about? It's not standard in big, huge next-gen releases. I will grant you that point. It's not standard. A lot of games aren't doing 120. It's it's not like... I'm not looking at Spider-Man 2 and thinking, oh, I'm going to get a 120 mode. Yeah, probably, probably not. That's not an expectation, but there are plenty of people playing at 120, depending on the game. Did you mean Tears of the Sun? How many times? There was a couple weeks there where I never got the new Zelda games right. I kept saying Tears of the Sun. <laughs> Destiny 2 PvP at 120? Yeah, that's there's a big crowd that plays Destiny 2's PvP. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, that's mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hopefully the... Hopefully the... You know, the 50 or so people that still play Destiny's PvP don't come after me. (laughs) Hopefully they don't don't try to cancel me again. (laughs) You can't cancel me now! I went to another platform. (laughs) Oh, oh, man. Hey, leave those 45 Crucible players alone. (laughs) They matter. I I said 50. Eugene said more than Halo. Well, put that on the box, Eugene. <laughs> put that on the cereal box. Destiny 2 PvP. We've got more players in Halo. <laughs> oh, come on. That's good. That in- You get to insult both games. <laughs> That's good. That's good, dude. <laughs> Destiny 2 PvP more players than Halo running riot the only time I really notice the difference between 120 and 60 is if you're playing 120 and it drops to 60 if I'm 60 on console and go to 120 PC difference is minimal some of that depends on where you're sitting if you're far back from the TV at 60 and you're close to the monitor at 120 eh, you're not going to notice as much right if you're really close to the TV at 60, you'd probably notice, but you're not going to do that because of the size of the monitor, because of the size of the screen. Starfield have the Arabic language. Uh, Jess Corden was reporting on language support for Starfield, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know where it landed. I think they were saying they were going to add it later, maybe. lot of people that speak Arabic that's kind of surprising to not have that as a supported language that would be like not having Japanese or Chinese like that's a that's a lot of people 
Unreal Tournament 99 has the best uh, kill announcer. It's not even a competition. <laughs> Unstoppable. <laughs> that was a good game. That was a really good game. Kind of like the low voice in Quake too. It denied quad damage. That was pretty good. It has bad localization. Is that something that Bethesda has struggled with before? Probably the biggest problem with the game. Have they have they has Bethesda had issues with localization and language support before? Is that is that a common thing or is that unique to Starfield? That seems kind of that seems strange for a company that made Skyrim and Fallout 4. If you sit back, it's less noticeable, but I don't really uh, do that, especially not for FPS games. I commend Bungie's commitment to community build and Destiny PvP. Every player in every lobby is on a first-name basis. <laughs> That's pretty good. Bait thumbnail, as always. So, Starfield leaked gameplay reaction, and I wrote and did a 30-page, uh, 30-minute rough monologue Talking about the good, the bad, and the other responses I saw. I gave my reaction to the Starfield League gameplay. How is that clickbait? Because you showed up late and I'm not talking about it? Well, show up to class on time, buddy. Or rewind the stream and watch the opening monologue, you know? Imagine thinking that somebody consistently uses clickbait and you continue to click on their streams. Do you make other dumb decisions throughout the day as well? Do you put your shoes on the wrong feet, right? You back out of the driveway with a blindfold on? Like, what else do you do throughout the day that's just, you know, self-inflicted pain on your day? Uh, Ahsoka series? We're not talking Ahsoka, but I liked it. That's all I'll say. The Hellboy game, the Hellboy game got announced. It was already announced. Do we have a release date? Okay, so YouTube, we need to have a conversation. That was a blip. And I'm going to tell you what it was. We blipped earlier when we hit like 1,300 members. And now that we're down into the 900s, I think they just bumped me to another ingest server. Why? Like, why? Just put me... Just put me on an ingest server and leave me alone. You guys are going to have to refresh. There's going to be a follow-up blip and a bunch of weird audio. So... Do me a favor, try to help out the stream, give some members, hit the like button, chat like crazy, because we're going to spike way up and then drop. That's what's going to happen anytime those blips happen. I think they literally drop you or bump you to different ingest servers depending on your viewership. Just put me on the good ones, baby. What the heck? I stream every day during the same time slot. YouTube, get your stuff together. Yeah, please. Lisa Lono's lips are in sync now, unlike Starfield. Oh, stop it. Liked and commented, thank you. If you find the genre intriguing, I think it's probably still a good experience for new players. Xbox has a lot of 120 FPS games. Oh, saying he retracted that one. Not sure what you were saying. The Luna Joker. He says, all right, all right, I'll help out. He gifts a member and bumps the line to 113. If you guys do two more signals, single gifteds, bump the line to 115, tempt somebody to do a 10 bomb. 
Who did you make mad? The likes to dislike ratio? Oh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. It's an 81%. Usually we're hanging around in the 90 to 95%, so it's a little bit lower than our average. So yeah, 158 dislikes. I got in a big argument with people with with people that were bashing Starfield and its NPCs. And I think I made a lot of the hardcore Sony anti-Xbox fans, I think I made a lot of them angry. You know, a hundred or so of them probably. There's also Xbox fans that hate me and think that I do nothing but hate Xbox and Starfield. They probably didn't like seeing me with 1,300 viewers and thought that hitting the dislike was would hurt the video. <laughs> Newsflash, it helps the video. It actually, it actually helps it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sure. (laughs) We had Sony boys in here saying it looks like a PS3 game. Cringiest, stupidest crap I've ever read. It yeah, it got a little rough. (laughs) It got a it got a little rough, man. We definitely had had a had a had a bonanza corral of ponies in here, and I was like, I I don't know what y'all are on about. You know, if this game was multiplat, I don't think any of you'd be saying this. (laughs) Remember. Remember, this game was headed to exclusivity at PlayStation. You know, it was. And knowing Bethesda, it would look how it looks. It's their engine. It's their style. It's how they approach automation and NPC design. So, you know. (laughs) We're going at it first thing. Yeah, we definitely had some, some Xbox guys in the chat before I even went live. The one guy was like, here he goes again, another stream bashing Starfield. And I was like, where, where, where's the first stream where I bash Starfield? Where's the first one? Can you point to one? Where The first one. Just find the first one. This is going to be another one, apparently. It was bad. We need to put those ponies out to pasture. They had been uh, ridden a little hard and were foaming. Yeah. You didn't get a review copy? No, I did not expect to get a review copy. Now, again, there's a clip floating around of me talking about Keymailer. The Keymailer code is not a review copy. The Keymailer codes go out on September the 1st. I applied for one because then you get credit for coverage on Keymailer. I'll be playing on September the 1st regardless. I pre-ordered the Collector's Edition and I have it pre-ordered on Steam as well. So, the idea that I thought I was going to get a code is just, they're just lying. I never, I literally, the clip opens up and I say, the first words out of my mouth in the clip are, I didn't expect to get a code. And then the part that they left out is, there's a two minute segment after where I said, I don't take it personal, it's part of the business. I've been very critical of Xbox and the Series S, and I don't expect a company who is going to give a key to somebody who's been extremely critical of their parent company. I just, I never thought I would get one. I don't have a contact, I don't have an agent. You know, Keymailer is generally only good for, like, coverage credit. You get the code, but then a lot of the times I've gotten codes on Keymailer, and they don't let me play the game until day of. Same deal with Starfield. Keymailer is not the greatest avenue for review copies. You usually have to deal directly with a developer or deal directly with the company handling the codes, and then you get it early, agree to an NDA, and then you're good to go. Or he says, gonna be honest, I would be more critical if it was on PlayStation. The bar is much higher for PlayStation games. I mean, I don't know. 
I do think in the discussions on Twitter, I find that the real, like the Sony haters, they hold Sony to a standard that's ridiculous. Like, as much as I like Doc, even he deals in the tropes about Sony. Just this morning, he was talking in his video about how, like, leave the game criticism to real gamers. You guys need games where you just, you push one button or, you know, you can only grapple to one spot. And come on man the the depth of combat and what you can do in Final Fantasy 16 and Ragnarok and Forbidden West it's just incredibly false it's demonstrably false to say that those those combat systems are simplistic and that you just press one button it's just it's false it's not true it's not even a matter of opinion you can look at any of the footage compilations that are out there of what you can do in the combat in those games and it's bonkers it's not a bunch of over the shoulder use a bow and arrow that that's like that that simply isn't true now they'll hold sony to that bar and they'll ignore all of the depth and all of the combat and customization and everything you can do and it's like well where are your games that can do that what do you got where is it are we? You want to talk about the depth of combat in Halo Infinite? Do you really want to do that? Tons of weapons that are the exact same as they've always been. Tons of enemies that are exact same as they've always been. Do you really want to do this? Like, you don't have a lot of games on Xbox to act like, well, we're real gamers. We can analyze gameplay. What freaking gameplay are you talking about? What? Like, there's so many things I can do in Final Fantasy 16 combat, I get confused. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I'm hitting the wrong buttons. There's so much going on in, like, a Ghost of Tsushima duel or an actual outpost in Tsushima. The different enemies, the different stances, the different the different stuns, the different counters. Same thing with Forbidden West. There's so much you can do in the moment. So many different weapons. So many different weak points. And and weaknesses to leverage in the middle of the fight. And and you want to say it's simplistic? Well, let's see you play then. Do it. Put your money where your mouth is. Play Forbidden West beginning to end and, and, and and actually have maybe the difficulty even turned up. Let's see it. Let's see how simple this combat is. You better never die. You better never struggle or die or make a mistake because if it's so brain dead, if it's so dumb, if it's so like, oh yeah, you guys are too stupid to talk about games. <clears throat> well, let's see what you got. Let's see it. Are, are you are you one-shotting all the tough fights in, in Ragnarok? You one-shotting all the tough fights in Tsushima? Forbidden West, are you? Are you one-shotting them all? What about Final Fantasy sixteen? Javier Cotto, uh-oh, uh-oh. Javier Cotto with two signals, and he bumps it. He bumps two single gifts into 115. Go play Burning Shores on Ultra Hard. Tell me the combat's basic. Yeah, go play Ghost of Tsushima on Lethal and tell me the combat's basic. And that people that play those games shouldn't talk about gameplay. <coughs> Please go one-shot the Apex Thunderjaw. Right, like, it's just, they don't play the games. 
and yet they think they know. It's like, you've not even played the games, bro. You're talking about games that Javier Cotto comes in with the 20 bomb and takes it all the way to 135. This man lays up his own shots. 135 out of 50. That's my man right there. Thank you so much, Javier Cotto. And a 20 bomb. 10 bomb would have sufficed, and he said no. Yeah, go one-shot the Berserkers in Ragnarok and tell me the combat's simplistic and that people that play those games shouldn't talk about gameplay. Like, come on. You you know it's a you know it's not true. Like, that's what's so frustrating about it. It's like, you know it's not true. You've seen the gameplay footage. Combat gameplay in Final Fantasy 16, God of War, and Forbidden West is more complex than any Xbox first party. That's facts. You can demonstrate that objectively. You can literally demonstrate that with basic math and a calculator and a, and a piece of paper. You could you could write down all the various attacks, counters, parries, abilities, weaknesses, and, and enemy attack patterns and movements and animation telegraphs. You could write all those things down and weave it all together and talk about how complex these games are mathematically. That's objective. That's not subjective. And then go to Xbox first party games where where what do you got over there that's so complex and and so crazy good that you're going to you're going to besmirch all these other games maybe everybody makes different games with different approaches and these games are actually quite good you just don't like them because you don't like the platform that they're on just like i tried to youtube I'm on the backup ingest servers. I'm going to have to switch. I'm going to have to switch to the primary ingest servers. The backup ingest servers must be having some kind of an issue today. Um, Just like I defended, just like I defended Starfield for being innovative, it's like you can't look at all the things they let you do in Starfield and be like, oh, it's not innovative. It's basic. It's like, why? Because you can't play it? What are you talking about? I also like the list of PlayStation games, which are quite numerous, that people are using as an example of what can be one-shot. I'm not sure what you mean. Forget combat. Last of Us has some of the best stealth combat in gameplay. Starfield's innovative, and it's looking like it's going to be quite the experience. Yeah, anybody saying Starfield's not innovative, it's like, I I don't know what you want. The the fact that they're going to give you that level of freedom, a thousand planets, all the different builds. Did you see the character creation in the leaked footage? Goodness gracious. It's an RPG player's dream. It really is. Don't you see? It's like, I push back against bad faith takes from both sides. I had people in here today trying to argue that Starfield's not innovative. I smacked those takes and I was like, you are out of your freaking head. Somebody was like, oh, it's just a base builder that you can fly. And I'm like, did you did, did, read what you just said? And you don't think that's innovative. Really? I can build a base, customize the engines, the cockpit, the workstations, the cargo holds, the rooms, and then fly it out into space. And the internals of the ship are different depending on how I build the ship. And you're like, that's not innovative. What? Go find another game where I can do that. 
Well, you can do it in No Man's Sky, dot, 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 if you consider the fact that you can take a pre-built freighter and put stations inside of it. Your ship that you fly around in, get in dogfights in, land on planets in, you cannot do that. So it's like, that's the whole point, is both sides do it. Both sides try to reduce good games or good things down to nothing. And it's like, eh, that's just bad faith. You know what you're saying is not true. You're just saying it because of your ulterior motives to bash the platform. People do it against Starfield. People do it against... They're going to do it against Spider-Man 2. Right? All that I miss is Super Chat, Lone Wolf. Two spot. Lone Wolf says, Tell me to one-shot any boss in Demon Souls. Javier Cotto with another 10 bomb. He says, We may be having blips, but we got members coming out of our ears. Another 10 spot, 145 out of 50. Javier Cotto doesn't quit. If you just got a gifted member, we're going to be going to a members-only waiting room, holding room for about an hour while we wait on the Future Game Show. Okay, we're going to go to the Future Game Show around 1.30. That's about 30 minutes before they go live. It's being hosted by Troy Baker and, oh, I forget her name, Erica... Ishin or something like that. It's, 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 it's Troy Baker and someone named Erica. I forgot her last name. Sorry. My apologies. <clears throat> and thank you for another gifted member from the Luna Joker. Thank you very much. I appreciate that so, so much. I am probably going to, before we redirect, I'm going to d- momentarily pause the stream and then, uh, and then switch to the primary ingest servers to see if it'll fix our issues. I don't want to have a bunch of disconnects when we're hosting future game show. This year's great as, a, as an RPG fan. Starfield, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, and don't forget that if you want to branch out, like Final Fantasy 16 is, is, a, is a great RPG. Uh, Armored Core has RPG elements. It's a little bit more action-oriented, but still has RPG elements, build elements, customization elements. Like, it's, it's just... It's a mountain... There's just a mountain of good games to play this year. Alright, I need to gift the members that I owe you. I'm gonna do it during future game show, okay? So, we're four away. We need to go to members in about ten minutes, okay? That'll give us about an hour to hang out with members. Um, No music? No, music's playing. I can hear music. Um. Oh, JK, okay. I don't think Starfield's winning RPG of the year over Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, listen, if you guys want to have the game of the year discussion, that's totally fine. I think Starfield gets a nomination. I think it gets an RPG nomination. Um, I'm sure there's other categories it could also get nominations in. I think it's going to have a... I'm, I'm, I'm not being mean. I think Starfield's going to have a hard time winning a single category because of the insanity that has happened this year. Javier Cotto with the five bomb. He takes us to 151. Agents of Chaos and the go-ahead goal. Thank you so much. He gets to do both in one swing. We're now 151 out of 75. Let me give you guys a member count. The stretch goal of 4,500. Well within reach. Absolutely insane. Music will be great for Starfield. We are at 4,340. You guys are... Hang on. Because I owe you right now 30. So that means we're at 4370. You guys are basically 100 members away from the stretch goal. Because if you do another 100, I got to do 20. 
So you're basically like a hundred. You're basically a hundred members from the stretch goal of forty-five hundred. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. If you guys go crazy during future game show, we will we will have to play. My wife and I will have to play Mortal Kombat One when it comes out. That's going to be hilarious. Friday nights, if you're not aware, Friday nights, my wife and I do a members only stream. Friday nights at eight p.m. Eastern. We spend about an hour or two just hanging out with you. It's like this. It's like a talk show. We're having drinks. We're having laughs. This last week, the opening first hour or two is hysterical. Like we had such a good time. We were laughing, and then we played. Uh, then what did we play? We played Moving Out too. Javier Cotto comes in with another 20 bomb on the day. These guys are unstoppable. He says, oh, we're about 100 away. Let me chop that down by 20. Now you're about 80 away from the stretch goal of 4,500. This guy, if you guys are getting a gifted member, we're about to go to a members-only waiting room. We're going to hang out together as members before the future game show. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you have the bell button pressed. This is a very, very generous and kind community. I am a safe-for-work broadcaster. You can subscribe and hang out every day. Treat me like a radio show. Treat me like a podcast. People throw me on in the background. We're always talking gaming. We have a members-only Discord you can hang out with in, and we do members-only streams virtually every day of the week, and then we do the Friday night streams with my wife. So make sure you do not miss the members-only content, okay? If you got a gifted member, okay, you can pay it forward for five bucks and gift to somebody else, right? Play it, pay it forward, you know, be nice, to somebody else and say, hey, get in on this, you know, especially if you didn't have to pay for your membership because somebody else did. That's a great way to keep the train going and keep the members flowing. This is the best show on YouTube. Thank you, Javier. I really appreciate that, man. So, so many people have just been insanely nice. Guys, do me a favor. If you can't do a membership or gift a membership or pick up your own membership, at least press the like button because that will actually help you get a gifted. Those of you that are like, oh, I can't get a gifted. Well, I'll tell you what, if you hit that like button, that'll help out. If you hit subscribe, if you hit the bell button, if you talk in chat a little bit, that will help you potentially get a gifted member. And then it, and it helps the video, but primarily the more you engage, the more likely you'll get that, that, that gifted membership when it happens. This is going to be the golden year for gaming, years of early access and a lack of finished polished games. This has been incredible for gaming in many ways, but I also feel like this year has exposed many of the issues in the gaming community and the gaming world. Oh, I I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. Let me schedule this member stream so we can go. Let me schedule this member stream. Uh, Do this. And then schedule... And let's go back here, reuse settings, and we're going to go future game show, future game show waiting room. Hey, Kale, Kale with the agent of chaos and the go ahead bumps us to 176 and puts us on the doorstep of 200 with the new goal. You're absolutely incredible. Thank you so much, Kale. Y'all are amazing. I can't say it enough, man. This this channel and what we do is unprecedented. It's unprecedented what we get to do here. It's amazing that a channel of this size gets the level of support that it does. Truly, truly remarkable. The biggest thing this year for gaming hasn't been implemented yet. LLM will make it a whole different world. LLM? What? 
uh, dismissed. Come on, automate it up. Javier Cotto! I get to yell this guy's name so many times a day as he pushes the line one more time to 181. Unbelievable. Right now, somebody could slam home 200 with a 20 bomb. This guy says you won't meet your goal. Oh, you don't think we're going to do it? Are you serious? You're going to come in. You're going to come in and talk trash. We're not going to hit the goal. (laughs) He he thinks we're not going to hit. He thinks we're not going to hit the goal. (laughs) Oh, man. That's we've had some funny takes today and that that's that's a good one. That's a real good one. <laughs> oh man. Whew. That was like people saying, you know, people from Philadelphia or Phoenician said another 20 bomb from Javier Cotto. We hit the goal in style. Watch us skate past 200 and go to 202. Sit down. Know your role and shut your mouth. Another gifted from the Luna Joker takes us to 203. <laughs> we don't hit goals. We make goals, okay? <laughs> Javier Cotto is a madman. An absolute madman. I owe you guys 40 members. We're going to do those 40 members in the future game show, okay? I'm going to save them. I'm going to save them. So you're going to want to come back and watch the future game show after we take this brief break with members. That's going to increase the odds of you getting a membership. Enjoy. Uh, Yes, I need to count yours as well. Enjoy did a gifted, taking us to 204. Thank you so much. We don't hit goals. We smash goals. There, that's better. That's better. When I grow up, I want to be like Javier Cotto. <laughs> it can create extensive dialogue for NPCs, essentially creating a whole new experience inside an existing game. I'm telling you, that's why I defend all of the uh, all the NPCs. <laughs> My wife says, mostly safe. Can we get that on a shirt? Yeah, I'm mostly safe for work. Lara Croft from Tomb Raider is coming to Call of Duty. Like why? Sorcerer gifts one, takes it to 205. He's tempting a 20 bomb. He says, uh-oh. Big boys cannot resist. Okay, LLM is large language models like chat GPT. Oh, yeah, learning technology and AI implemented in games efficiently is a long way out. They are. That we're not going to hit the goal? <laughs> There's so many good shirts, mama. Like... He needs to find a new career, right? He needs to go bag go- groceries. Or Lone Wolf with the 20 bomb comes in and pushes it all the way to 225. Put that on a shirt. Why don't you go bag groceries? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to members here in a moment, yeah. Lots of writers gonna be out of a job. I no, I do. I think I think I think learning tech effectively being leveraged is a long way out. I think people are jumping the gun on their AI learning tech predictions in gaming. I do. I think I I think people are jumping the gun. They're they're jumping ahead. I it's it's it because you have to understand something. It, building the system that can do it is different than integration into existing 
systems. Do you understand? Like, I think that bridge is longer than people are making it. Oh, we can do these amazing things with ChatGPT. Yeah, ChatGPT is getting dumber by the day if you haven't been paying attention. The bridge between ChatGPT learning technology being integrated into existing systems, that's the bridge that's longer than I think a lot of people are anticipating. How much would 20 members cost? What's five bucks a member? Do the math, baby. Check on this stretch goal. Let's check on it. Let's check on it. 2413 and I owe you 45. I owe you 45. So that means we are at 4413 plus 45 is 4458. That's crazy. I can tell you guys the member record on the channel is 47.29. That was in June. So we're nearing the member record. Five years at best. It gets exponentially better yearly. ChatGPT is getting dumber because it's learning more from society. I'm just saying from what I've heard from the folks commentating on it and looking at it, it's just becoming less effective with time. So, take that for what it's worth. You know? Wait. Lone Wolf, did you just do 120 bomb or two? He just did the one. Okay. And the Agents of Chaos is ah, nobody, and pushes the line to 226. Absolute insanity. Just bedlam and Javier Cotto drops the big one, the coup de gras, the magnum opus, the 50 bomb. There's not a bigger option to choose. He has laid it on the table and everybody's tripping on it. A 50 bomb from Javier Cotto himself. He says that Eknor award is mine. Nobody's taking it from this man absolutely insane the chat is his it's his unstoppable sorcerer says we got that goal (laughs) suck that (laughs) Javier dude some of these guys have come out of nowhere Javier and casual grinder and a stone spire what in the world these guys have been just insane lately Dustin straw with 13 months welcome back goal reached I don't know maybe maybe I gotta wait until it's done reforge gaming presented by Javier Cotto (laughs) Uh, just appreciate the love you get around here you deserve it I appreciate that ah nobody thank you listen if you guys are getting a gifted member right now or you got an email today and you're like what is going on this is absolutely insane look man to a certain degree this is just another Wednesday for us this community is nuts this community's nuts man so if you watch if you hit like if you support the channel you are very likely to get a gifted member Consider picking up your own gifted member. Could we get 50 more likes on the video? I guarantee you there's 50 people who haven't hit like yet. Hit that like button. Get us to 800 likes. Really help this. This video will crush it as a past broadcast. That opening monologue I thought was a really good display of 
how I've been pretty balanced with Starfield, despite all of the the dishonesty out there about me. We are at forty four sixty four. Yeah, we hit it. We hit it because I owe you guys um, forty fifty five. I owe you 55. I'm probably going to end up owing you 60 if we hit 300. I'm going to owe you 60. So we hit we hit 4,500. We did it. Because mine counts. You can't not count mine. Once I gift mine and the member count goes up, there's no way to go in and for me to like calculate, well, mine can't count. We've never done it that way. <clears throat> Helix with 19 months in a VIP. Can't wait to ring in the new year with that beautiful red badge. What a monster day. Get up uh, the amazing work. Oh, keep up the amazing work. Thank you so much. No, Lono, you've been bashing the game. <laughs> Eccentric Engineer says, I hope I get gifted. Hang out, smash like, you will get one. You will get one. Believe it. Believe it. We've had a huge, huge day too. Tons of new subscribers. Let me see if yesterday's um, Gamescom stream has processed yet. No, just not yet. Oh, actually, I do need to go in on uh, the gameplay of this game especially. And we need to add. Uh, we don't. We don't roll ads in the middle of the stream. YouTube really wants us to. So if you guys really appreciate the fact that I don't run ads in the middle of the stream, I go back and add them to the past broadcast because it just pauses the video and then you can continue watching, right? So if you like the fact that I don't run ads, consider being one of the people that either gifts a member, pick up your own membership, you can spend $1 and you can upgrade to member plus and you will not be in the member pool any longer one more gifted from Ah Nobody taking us to 277 listen, I'll let you guys go the distance I don't like streams getting longer than 3 hours, so you guys have about 10 minutes if you want to keep hammering away at this and then I'll owe 60 Right, I'll owe 60 if that hits a nice 300 I'll owe 60 I'll do that during the future game show that'll be a great kickoff to that stream while we will go into a members waiting room here in a little bit and then we'll do uh, a stream for uh, we'll go we'll do a waiting room with members and then we'll go at 1.30 and we'll be kind of like gearing up for the future for the future game show uh, let's go got my membership in time for the pre-show stream there you go there you go you can hang out with us for the pre-show Listen, I sincerely mean this. I do. I hope a lot of you that may have checked me out because you've seen salt or hate or whatever thrown at me. And if you gave me a shot, you'll notice that the community's positive. I keep it generally positive. DK Beggar with a gifted member. Thank you so much. Um, I, I think that a lot of people are checking out the stream. And, you know, I think some people are getting converted. They're like, this is actually a great place to hang out. And I appreciate all the people that do that to the other people that don't. You know, I hope they find content and places to hang out that can, you know, bring them joy because they probably need it. All right, give me one second. What? What, baby? I thought it was cool. Yeah, like me. I don't think I'm cool, baby. I know I'm cool. <laughs> she said, baby? She told me to turn the screen off, chat. She said that she just bought... I'm, I was going to make a joke about Afternoon Delight. I decided not to. <laughs> 
<laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. That's a brand of that's a brand of dessert, kids, kids and kiddos. Uh, you you can ask your parents when you're older; they can explain to you what that is. <laughs> no, I said when they're older. When they're older, you know. They're... Oh, he is. Hmm. How does Broken Lobo not have a gifted member yet? You're here all of the time. Do you not have it turned on? Minimal innuendo broadcasting. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. All right. We're going to go to the members only stream in about seven minutes. Seven minute countdown. You guys need 22 more for 300. And we'll call it a day on members. Still no word on the stretch goal for 5,000 members unsubscribed. Dude, what would we do for 5,000 members? I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm running out of ideas. I said we could play that unicorn game where we each wear the unicorn hat and you have to throw rings to try to get them on. I mean, is that really worth it? It's got to be something crazy. I'm going to wear a Jar Jar suit and play Beat Saber. We have 4,500. I got to play Mortal Kombat against my wife. What are we even going to do for 5,000? No, I'm not shaving my head. Anything that affects my appearance is off the table. We don't want to shave the beard again. We don't want to dye my hair, shave my hair, style my hair. That's off the table. Because I have to be able to sit down and do a show and be taken seriously in the aftermath of doing that. I can't look like a weirdo for a month and a half after shaving my head. That affects the content. No worries, just happy to be here. All right, Broken Lobo. Here a good bit, but it was under one of my other accounts that cannot get gifted. Oh well, just having fun being here. Wear the Ahsoka cap and just do a dance. That's the best part. No, that's not the best part. Said that like you don't look weird now. Uh, 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 uh. I think a. Fringe is a great idea. What? Fall in my chair laughing at the thought of a bald Lono. Yeah, I would be making... I'd make a month... No, it would take way longer than that. It would take a really long time for my hair to grow back to, like, a good state. There's all those terrible in-between states. It's, like, bald, not really bald, peach fuzz, like... I look like the kid whose mom just didn't want to have to pay for a haircut, so she just, like, you know, went went crazy on his head with a pair of clippers. Like, come on. Play Gollum on stream for 5,000 members? Yeah, are there really bad games we could play for 5,000 members? Gollum would be pretty funny to play. That's true. I'm late to say something about the loading ladder. If I go in the direct you see there is a choice of two options when entering the ship hard to do without a loading screen i didn't give them grief about the loading screen into the ship i i defended it while saying i could see that being an immersion breaker for some people i'll unsubscribe if you play Gollum. you have to play Gollum without complaining you you have to play Gollum without complaining <laughs> I think that's pretty good. <laughs> that would be so difficult. Oh my gosh. 5,000 members and you buy a Steam Deck? Why? 
get a bunch of money from you and waste it on something I'm not going to use? I'm not going to use a Steam Deck. Man's eyes just going to be twitching. Oh, man. I want to hear the complaining. Yes, it's an immersion breaker for me, but going to try to get around it. It's literally like three seconds. Like, they're at least leveraging the SSD. It's super fast. Like, I'm I'm not going to give them grief about the loading screen to get into the ship. Come on. It's three seconds. This is a pretty substantive game. Every ship's going to be different. Every layout, every number of NPCs, every, every, uh, every console location, every station location. Come on. That can't be sitting there ready to go all the time. They've got to load it. And the fact that it loads as fast as it does? Come on. I have to gift a member for every complaint and keep a jar on screen. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good, Gollum. But Lono has to write his complaints down and Madam reads them to us. No, no, no. I think Eugene's idea is solid gold. I have to play Gollum and for every complaint, I have to gift a member. <laughs> By the end of the stream, I'm like, Frick, I got to gift like 100 members. <laughs> oh, man. Having Madam read the complaints would be pretty funny as well. All right, we're going to go for three more minutes. Three minutes, and we are going to a members-only stream, right? If you guys are trying to slam this cap this off at 300, you got three minutes. This is already insane. I don't expect this. I'm just saying that's the amount of time you got left. Expect 500 new members. William Lewis with the $2 Super Chat tip. Have to play Gollum and say something good about it. <laughs> 5k and you have to dismantle your enterprise ship no 5k and you and madam play redfall after taking two shots each on the hardest difficulty no i that wouldn't i don't think that'd be very good i don't like it to be i don't want to turn it into anything with drinking like i like having a couple of drinks on a friday night with you guys but i don't like getting i don't like getting you know too too far gone i don't think it's good content <clears throat> Yeah, we hit 4,500, yes. Because I owe you guys enough to push it to 4,500. So you guys got the Mortal Kombat stream. I wasn't going to buy that game. But you're going to get to watch my wife and I play Mortal Kombat when it comes out. What's that, next month? I think that's next month. On the Series S. Lono at 5,000, you play Starfield on the Series S? (laughs) I'd have to buy one. I don't have one. (laughs) I don't have a Series S. Oh my gosh. She's going to destroy you. You know what's funny? You're probably right. You probably will. I'm not good at fighting games, bro. I'm not. I got to get a link for you guys. We got to go. Um, Actually, you know what? No, I need to schedule. I need to schedule the future game show for 1.30. We went so long. Give me one second here. Schedule, create new. That way people get the 30-minute noty about it. Give me just a second, chat. Um...
Just a brief second. Uh, manually. Drivers of information do not want live reactions. Uh, and then we back to that. Uh, visibility. And we'll do this at one thirty a day. Play Super Mario Wonder on a Friday night? Oh, yeah, we'll definitely play that. That'll be really fun uh, to play with you guys for sure. But, um, you gotta be careful. Like, you want, if you want, if you want a stretch goal, it's gotta be a good goal, you know? All right, we have, we've gotta go. We've gotta go. Let me give you guys a link. We gotta get out of here. I don't want this thing hitting three hours. All right, there's a link in chat. We're going to a members only stream, okay? Thanks so much for being a member. You may have gotten gifted a member. We had a huge, huge day. I still have to gift members. We did hit the 4,500 stretch goal for the Mortal Kombat stream with my wife and I on a Friday night. We did a stream this morning about Starfield. I gave my own reactions and thoughts, the good, uh, the bad, as well as other people's reactions to the leaked gameplay. And then this is going to be a waiting room for the future game show. And I'm going to bring everybody over from that Starfield stream. I'm going to end that stream and bring everybody over to this waiting room. And then we're going to go from here to the future game show in about 40 minutes. Uh, This is just a way to keep those streams down in size.